You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Uh, back for another week, Eddie. Obviously delayed. You were sunning your dick in Byron. How is the dick? Dick sunned. Sunned? You do look brown. I can only assume, obviously you are wearing pants here, unfortunately, uh, that the dick is brown as a berry. It's brown as a berry, but it was done so responsibly. As I get older, Tom, my appetite for sun has diminished. Same. Not that I don't enjoy it. Love it. But I'm, you know... I, I start to make better decisions. I don't value the tan as no. much as I once no, did. No, no, I'm, you know, it's sort of in the back of your mind. Look, is this great for you? <laughs> I fucking can't be. I'm burning a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm cooking myself. I'm here. cooking. Also, do I like being like fucking hot all the time and having to have a swim every three minutes? Not really. Not really. So I seek out shade where I can find it, yeah. and there was plenty there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some yeah. those those like Byron trees. I don't know what they're called. But I think they're called Byron trees. Byron trees. I was under the shade of a Byron tree and yeah. loving it. Absolutely loving that's it. That's what it's about. The uh, the tan, obviously, and maybe Eddie, that's a symptom of you and I just being sort of you know, we don't we no longer have the the need to impress no the opposite sex. No, I mean we do it inherently, and that's that is what it is. But. You know, there's not an underlying. There's not an underlying biological imperative to sort of get out there and get yourself noticed. Yeah, (laughs) peacock. Peacock, exactly. So the tan has gone the way of the cassette player, basically, and that is relatively obsolete for you and I. But look, it's still used. Still used, and I still don't mind it. Yeah. But I went to the beach as well on the weekend, and I was like, you know what? Put a bit of cream on me and get me the fuck out of the sun. Yeah, yeah. Get the brolly up. Yeah. Well, I was actually under the shade of uh, my own cooler bar tree, yeah, okay. uh, a Sydney tree. Uh, anyway, that's by the by. Your dick's brown, and that's the most important thing. That's right. That's right. Had a lovely time. It was nice? Yep. Had a ball. Had a ball. Uh, hung with Nude Soon. Nude Soon was up there fucking sunning around, you know, just looking all fucking gorgeous. Yeah, right. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's good. He's in good spirits. Well, that's good. He's in great spirits. That's what you want to hear, right? You just want to hear that your your friends are in good spirits, Tom. If they're happy, you're happy. We're all happy. We're all happy. Everyone's happy. Couldn't be happier. Tonked, we took the tonk up. Great spot up at Boulangeville Beach. He had the fucking time of his young life. Mm. He's a beach bear now. He's a beach bear, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking mad for it. Have you got Gets into his nutsack. Like, doesn't really like to be, you know, submerged, but he'll get into the ball bag. Right. Okay, so he'll you know go I mean? up to his balls. Which, yeah. for a dog of that size, is still pretty deep, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's deep enough. Balls but he, deep. He, likes, he likes his feet on the on the sand, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get you. He doesn't like to be swimming, swimming. No, yeah, he likes to be able to stand. That's right. But he has a crack. That's a reasonable request for a dog I think so. as well. I think so. For a non-water-based animal. That's right. To just want to be able to go, like, I need to be able to fucking... yeah. Feel the feet beneath my feet. That's right. Sand beneath my feet. <laughs> That's right. Whatever. That's right. Uh, all really important stuff. Um, now, Eddie, look, sometimes in this game you get curveballs thrown at you, you know what I mean? And by game, I mean having to sort of consistently stay atop the heap of the podcast. Uh, heap. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It can be, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an up and down sort of thing. Mostly up, rarely down. And we had another up. Didn't see it coming. No. But these things just happen, right? Well, look, ups come out of nowhere. Ups generally of speaking, nowhere. yeah. And so do the downs. So do the downs, but they don't come that often. But, um, I believe it was Saturday. Do your own re- uh, Sunday actually. 
woke up from you know a good fifteen hour sleep. Yep. To uh, <laughs> some a post on the P's and D's page that mm. that we're getting spoken about in the in the men's women's weekly. Mm-hmm. The biggest paper in the land, mm-hmm. especially the biggest sports-based paper in the land. Yeah. Well, it's the Daily it, Telegraph. It's the Titan. It's the Titan papers. of papers. Yeah. And uh, not only are we being spoken about, but we're being spoken about by the one, the only Saint Peter Volandi's grandson of God, son of Christ. That's right. That's exactly right. Of that fact. But spoken about quite graciously. Well, graciously, glowingly, mm. lovingly, mm. adoringly. Mm. You know all of the. All of the positive. Look, uh, did he ask us out? Did he ask us? Was to, it a love letter? To go out for beers with him? Was it a love letter, Tom? So for those of you living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise. Look, it's important to stress that. It is important that you know, metaphorical or otherwise. We obviously erected a plaque in honour of the great St. Peter Volandis, courtesy of the Jelly Shot Kid. Uh, and it was just, you know, to try and honour him and his services to rugby league. Um. And then look, as is the the sort of the, the way these things go, right? The media gets a whiff of what we're doing. Mm. They start fucking sniffing around mm. before you know it. We're in the papers. Look, they threw they threw their best journos at this, yeah, and rightly so. Look, it's taken them a little longer, maybe than I anticipated. Well, this is the with print media, right? Look, like- print media is a little slow to the party these days, but that doesn't really bother me. No, I don't care. That doesn't bother me. What I really liked, Tom, was that it was you know it was part investigate invest. Investigative. Yep. Half sort of love letter from St. Peter to seemingly to us. Now, we always knew that we had heavy hitters in our corner. It hasn't been something that, you know, has come unnatural to us. You know, we we wine and dine and we rub shoulders with with some heavy hitters. Correct. You know, it's just... Pretty influential people. Just the circles in which Tom and I move. Mm. When you're top of the heap, you're exposed to these sort of people. But what really took me, Tom, was that a man of his ilk after the year he's had, one of the great years all time, is that he's sort of, he's gone out of his way to invite you and I for a cold beer. Yes. Now and I- also started following us on Twitter. Not that we, not that, that is a platform we uh, frequent all that often. But it's a platform. But it's a on. platform of note. And PVL, of his own volition, decided to follow us. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave us now, Punished Dribblers, you ask? I hear you asking. Mm. I don't doubt for a second that we're probably going around to his place for tea with the missus and the kids and sort of meet the family. Well, that'd be nice. You know, something something low key. He'd be a great cook. Obviously, I hope. I just don't want anyone to notify the paparazzi. I don't want any photos of us like you know going into the house. No, I don't want the Daily Mail there. That's sort of that's just crass, low yeah, brow shit. But like, I mean, if it happens, it happens, right? If it happens, it happens. But Pete, look, obviously, it's an honour to uh, to be sort of. You know, I guess on equal footing with you now. Yep. Um, in terms of the Australian media landscape and I guess our services to the game. Have you got the article there, Dave? Yeah. I just could you just to remind me what he said. So he look at one point he did think that we were students at Wollongong University, which obviously isn't correct. But you know, obviously we just look so young. I think. That's what I took from that. I was like, look, he's seen the full heads of hair. He's seen, you know, the dark skin. Yeah. He's seen, you know, the youthful complexion. Tight skin. Tight, youthful. Look, people often ask me if I've had Botox. Yeah, I I know. so good. And you're like, And I'm like, no, no. bro. It's just like how I get out of bed every day. It's just like natural. The body's natural collagen. So, of course, Peter thinks we look the same age as Dior. Yeah. 
because we do. We do. We look we look young as hell. But no. Thank you, but no. But so, um, what's he say? I actually got down on my knees the day I graduated and thank God I ended up with the degree. Of course he did. He's thanking his granddad. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. I, I, I didn't actually remember reading that. I don't remember, I don't remember reading that at all. all. So he went down and he thanked his granddad yeah. uh, for the degree, which is nice. That's sort of like respect for family as well. We've got family values, Eddie. We do. Um, the only HD high distinction I got was is a TV. He's a funny man. He's class. And I think he's also probably talking about HD light at Brookie on a Sunday. That's the only HD he really is talking about. Yeah, of course. Now, Vlandi's admitted to having a chuckle when he was made aware of the park bench that has unofficially been named in his honour. No, it's official. Uh, it's not unofficial. How can something with a fucking plaque be unofficial? Unofficial. I didn't... Yeah, again, that's all right. Couple Maybe of, if you talk to it with texter. Yeah, no, this is a plaque. This is mate. a plaque. This is a plaque. Uh, a couple of guys from the university, incorrect, do a thing called the Hello Sport podcast. I'd like to invite them for a beer... Because they're bloody funny and great supporters of our great game. If that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, you're inhuman. You're an absolute pig if you don't get a little bit emotional reading that. If you don't get choked up. Now, I feel like we do something with that quote. I'd like to invite them for a beer because they are bloody funny and great supporters of our great game. Like that's, that's like, you put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, you do. With St. Peter's. With St. Peter's. sketching. In quote. Yeah. A sketching of his face. Yeah. Much like the one on the new plaque that Correct. we we'll get to. We are, well, that's it, right? So I think that we got to do something with that final little quote there. I because, think so. Because that's like, that's ridiculous. I think it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Um, but you're right. The plaque in question has been, well, the, the, the bench yes. has been uh, vandalized, you could say. I think it's been vandalized. Yeah. By the university higher-ups themselves. Now, I've got to say, we didn't physically put it on there. We had made a call out and an anonymous uh, punter and dribbler who may or may not be a fan of jelly shots Mm. was the one that oversaw the uh, erection. Well, he oversaw it. Yeah. But are we saying now that it's been vandalized and been stripped down that we hope for another one to go back up? Yes, we do. We're not going to tell anyone specifically to do it we aren't going to send anyone a plaque that's been made purposely for it yeah we're not going to tell people to use dynabolts so that you know the plaque can never be removed no we're not going to say any of that because it's you know it's not how we roll and legally we've been instructed not to yeah look lord of the stars may have advised us you know in no uncertain terms confess to nothing (laughs) (laughs) but i would say this and I'm not actually saying this, if you know what I mean. But if it were done correctly, yeah. you'd need to remove the bench. Yeah. Because you couldn't get rid of the plaque. Well, the D bolts I'm thinking yeah. of. But I would also say this, and I'm not saying this. <laughs> but if I was Wollongong University, I would be going, Tom and Eddie get down here, PVL get down here, we've got one of the great Australians as an alumni, and let's cut a fucking ribbon in front of this thing. <laughs> I, lean into it. Lean into this thing. You have, have a- got St. Peter Valandis, son of Christ, grandson of God, who saved single-handedly, might I add, the game of rugby league football from the jaws of... Mother Nature. Mother Nature. I was going to say, like, you know, extinction. Well, Mother Nature, through the pandemic, was going to chew yeah, it up. Chew it up. Spit it out and there'd be nothing left. Yeah. 
He has single-handedly saved the great game that we all love. Mm -hmm. That and we all love. You could argue he saved every other game in the country because he was the only one with the cojones to go, mm. listen, come with me. I wouldn't argue that. I think that's fact. Mm. Scaredy Cat Gill, what? You, you don't reckon he was fucking following the blueprint, mate? mate you don't reckon he had moles on the inside at NRL headquarters trying to get the, the good oil? Isn't Gill's piece still making its trip from Melbourne to Sydney to merge with... How do you think that happened? It's because he got fucking alphaed mm. by the one and only alpha. Yeah, the, the, the true alpha. In, a, in an alpha standoff. Now, where does that leave us? It leaves us with a predicament. It's like, okay, do we do we reach out to the University of Wollongong? Do we... Do we, do we you bring know, you into this? Do we bring you into this? Or if we get then like Would you like us to paint a picture of how it would look, how it would feel? If you nabra us, then we're just going to do it anyway. Yeah. And not we're not saying that we are because we we're not do doing it. anything. But wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that look the photo opportunity? You get the chancellor down there if that's a thing. You, you get, get a nice down river there, down You get there. the Lord Mayor of fucking Wollongong. Of course you do. You get St. Peter VL. You get us because we've broken this whole fucking. We broke thing. the whole thing. We get D or Dave on the camera, yeah. and you know it's a great photo op. Who? What better alumni do you have? Yeah, I'd fuck. I'd like to know. Yeah. Name someone. Give me one. Give me one name that you've got that's more influential than St. Peter Volandi's grandson of God. Son of Christ. I'm waiting. Um, but Eddie, I don't... So you're going to try. Yeah, I can see him trying yeah. now. What, what's your, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Fuck all. Um, you got nothing. There's not many names that ring a bell for me. Ben Cray. That's where we're at right Get now. out. Dr. Carl. Get the Triple fuck J. out. Get out. Again, yeah. like... What, Josh are you Morris. listening, University of Wollongong? Are you listening? Can you see what great opportunity this is? Eddie, before we get into the sport, obviously there's one more thing that we have to do because, uh, you know, when a baggy green is won, it's a big deal in these parts. Mm. Uh, huge deal. Huge deal. Now, many of you remember from last year, uh, some of the breakout stars were the Tasty Boys. Yep. You had Big Tasty, Guava Lover, Fumes, and Ghosty, I believe, were the four. The quartet. Ghosty, off-forgotten at the time. Ghosty was off-forgotten Alara's name, you know what I mean? Ghosty sort of sat in the background a little bit, but, you know, biding his time. Who would have thought that of the four Tasty Boys, Ghosty, the one to rise to the top and enter into the, you know, the hallowed, mm. the famed Hello Sport 11. Uh, but that's exactly what he's done. Look, he was a long, he was a long price. He was a long, the longest price. But long things come in. They do. Ghosty went one of the great lifts in modern history, one of the biggest lifts all time. Well, certainly since the turn of the century, Tom. Correct. Uh, and sent to sent through two absolutely gorgeous Manly Seagulls new. golf bags. Mint Brand condition. Brand new, mint condition. Haven't been used. Haven't been touched uh, for you and I. Now, is this one of the great gifts all time? Yeah, it is. Is this something that it's like one of those things you didn't know you wanted until you had it? Yeah. Look, I didn't even know that they made these no. things. I've in Dubbo, I've seen a bloke cruising around in a Manly Seagulls golf cart, and I've always thought, fuck, that thing's sick. I don't even think he had a Seagulls golf bag. In fact, I I would have noticed it. Yeah, so he's had the kit, the cart, but not the not the golf bag. I didn't I didn't even think they made these. I didn't even think they made them. I'll be using this golf bag, Tom, mm -hmm. for the rest of my days. Yeah. I can promise you that. Yeah, absolutely. Seems to be worn into the ground. Wouldn't mind some new golf clubs if there's any golf courses or golf clubs out there who are just sort of like, you know. With little eagles on them. 
I'll take Little Eagles or I'll take top of the line fucking Tyler's. T- TaylorMade or fucking, uh, you know, whatever you got. Um, so that's up to whoever's out there. I'm look, not pushing you know, for that. That's just know, a, that's with a, the, a side. Would the golf bag look good full of new shiny new clubs? Golf bag look good full with new clubs. Uh, but we'll wait for it. We're, again, not starting a campaign for free golf clubs yet. Uh, but shout out to Ghosty. Welcome to the 11, brah. Well done, mate. Your Tremendous. baggy green will be sent through shortly. It's, man, it's, look, it's another reminder, punters and dribblers, of you know the varying degrees in which you can win or enter the Hello Sport 11. Mm. You know, Chick, uh, was it Chica, friend of ours, got it for great content with, <clears> you know, <throat> Ripping Dior a new one via Ian Chapel, correct? Right? Like that's one way in. That's one way in. You go on one of the great benders of all time, a la you know Trap Money, Trap Money, uh, and Danny maybe, Exotic, and he sort of and the content that he provided over what was a, a you know a big grand final week. Yeah. But then sometimes the key to our hearts is you know free shit. Yeah, free shit with a manly eagle on it. Sometimes. Not always. Not, not we've always. We've been offered some absolutely horseshit manly memorabilia where we've just been like. You can keep your dad's framed fucking Chad Randall poster, bro. I don't. <laughs> With the greatest respect to Chad Randall, I'm just saying. Like, of course, Chad was a a stud, but yeah. just not exactly what I'm looking for in terms of things that are going to move my needle. Needle's not moved. Not moved at With all. With Chad, no. But limp yeah. needle on the Chad Randall poster, uh, or the Shane Dunley trading card. Uh, but there you are. Another member of the Hallowed Eleven. If you want to, if you want to find your way in, then you know that there's many ways to do it. There are many doors and windows open. That's right. So Eddie, obviously there is the. Uh, it's you know there's a lot going on. There's cricket that we'll get to, but it's been a bit of a while since the cricket happened, so we'll we'll get to that in a moment. But I think the biggest thing for you and I in our world, in the world of Tom and Eddie, was Conor McGregor getting slept. Yeah. On the weekend, slept. Never been knocked out in his life and got knocked the fuck out. He did. And all the talk pre-fight was best shape I've ever been in, best cam, everything's sharp, da 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 So I, as an absolute non-professional opinion, was like, my boy's back. Look, have I been known to drink the Kool-Aid in the past? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Mm-hmm. Did I drink it all last week? All you know, all through Sunday morning into Sunday over until about four fucking thirty-five or whenever it was. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I happen to like the taste of Kool Aid. Love it. I could drink Kool Aid all day, and and look, have I learnt my lesson? No, I don't no, think so. I haven't learnt my lesson. I don't think so. Because he'll come back and fight again, and I'll be I'll be dosed up on Kool Aid. But make no mistake, it was Kool Aid in which uh, that I was drinking. Yes. Um. Because Connor, although he won the first round, arguably, still arguably, taken down. arguably, he got fucking pumped. So, His leg was so bashed up, yeah, and he got <laughs> knocked out. Knocked so, the fuck out. You know, people making good points, and obviously everyone's saying it in retrospect, right? Which is where all of the best points are made. Hindsight. Mate, he was a dollar thirty favorite. Yeah, so ridiculous. People talk shit. Yeah, but like the fact that he's fought forty seconds in the octagon since 2018. It's like, why did anyone think he was so, why was anyone so confident? He's fought 40 seconds in, in fucking two years or three years. And he's going in against 
Dustin Poirier, who's been doing, who's had like fucking a million fights and who's an absolute animal and who only has lost to Khabib recently, beat Justin Gaethje, fuck, you know, like an absolute animal. Mm. And then goes in there with Connor and like just kicks the fuck out of his leg. So when did he fight Khabib? 2018. At the end of 2018. I think it was October 2018. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then 2019, he didn't fight anyone. No. And then come back to start of 2020. Fight Cerrone, Cap- 40 seconds. No, no, like, no. Time flies. Yeah, it does fly, dude. It does fly. Dude, he knocked that out on 2014, I think. Or 15. Dior. But time flies. Um, but so they're like, going, mate, like, what the fuck were we all expecting? God, we were all dosed up on Kool-Aid. Of course he lost. I like MMA in the sense that that doesn't mean your career's over. But... The ride, the ride that we've been sort of humping ourselves on. I mean, it's probably been over for a while anyway, but now it's like the Connor, the Connor ride is, is. Well, when you look back, the ride from the UFC perspective was over when he beat Eddie Alvarez. Yes, like obviously there was still a lot of hype around the the Floyd fucking matchup. We all drank the Kool Aid there. People still, I mean, I can't remember exactly who they were, but. Plenty of people saying Connor a chance of beating Floyd. Yeah, like that's yeah. the that's we were the, all talking it. But we that's were the all that's talking. That's it. the fucking that's the ability that man has yes, to make you believe. Wall pull the fuck out of you uh, and make you believe in miracles. Yeah. Even though you know, you fight miracles the are rare. Of all time you've never and you never. Watched. Yeah, yeah. But then he comes back, fights Khabib, looks like shit. Got pumped. Then he beats Cerrone, who. Look like shit himself, and his old as fuck, and his old as fuck, and his chin's made of you know glass now. But that sort of heat, it, little things just keep it all ticking over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, of course I didn't beat Floyd. He's one of the greatest boxers of all time. Okay, sure, I'll allow it. Oh, I didn't beat Khabib because oh, I was, was high in coke of, and yeah, I was yeah, out yeah, of yeah. fucking fit. Okay, I'll allow it. Oh, look, did you see me knock out Cerrone? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, that was sick. And I love that. Shoulder strikes, shoulder yeah, strikes. Yeah. Then it's like, oh yeah, coming back to fight, uh, you know, to fight Poirier, and it's like. Dude, greatest camp ever. Never been more committed to this. And then it's like, oh, no, dude. He just kicked the shit out of my leg. And you're like, yeah, but like, that's not a fucking new technique though, right? Because that's the sort of thing that's been, it's not an excuse. The things, but like, he's always got a little, he's, he does, he finds a way for you to go like, oh, am I going to give him that excuse? And it's like, after the fight, he gave, he gave Dustin (coughs) his praise and all that shit. But he was like, I need to be in there more. You can't, you can't come back without, you know, you the only way you get sort of good is by consistently fighting in the cage. He's like, I need to fight more. I haven't been, for, and you know, I wanted to fight last year. The UFC didn't fight me. Now I've come back and they've thrown me to the fucking wolves and Dustin Poirier. It's like, I need to fight more. And then they're talking about like, I think at one point he goes, I would have preferred it in the press conference. He goes, I would have preferred a lumping than a fucking dead leg. And it's like, like, bro, you got a lump and you got knocked the fuck out. You got lumped. Yeah, yeah. Your body just switched off before you could get lumped, lumped. Like you got fucked up. The leg. But you got the, lumped. Yeah, you got lumped. He he pieced you up after fucking your leg up. You you got knocked out. Yeah, you got knocked out. That's a lumping. That's what if that's not a lumping, then I'm not he, here. Yeah, he wants like a at least something like a war. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, oh, like a Diaz yeah, fight. Yeah. But losing it after five rounds, sure. Yeah, sure. But that's not what happened. You no, got you fucking just got, knocked, you just got knocked the fuck out. you see out. what Khabib said? Yeah, it was about like tra- leaving your team and all that sort of Has shit. Has he left his team? No, he was like, I think what they were saying was that he's become obsessed with boxing. So like he still has all his training partners and shit, but I think he's got such a heavy uh, focus on boxing that now, and again, I was listening to, I think it was Blow the Belt, Brennan Sharp, uh, yesterday. Um, he was like, 
he's become too in love with boxing. When you used, when you watched him fight uh, Eddie Alvarez and like his earlier fights, it was like cha- switching stances, fucking all about movement, you know, and yes. like fucking capoeira kicks and doing all this weird shit. Like he just stood there and like he threw one spinning kick, I think, to Poirier, which looked like it fucking hit him, but it didn't do anything. But like he, he's just sort of pretty one dimensional now. Again, yeah. I'm not saying this. This is a, I'm taking from a. You've fucking, read this. What a podcast below the belt, right? Brendan Sharp, former MMA fighter. Um, just that he wasn't really given much else there, and maybe that's just something that comes with time. I don't know, but he is sort of certainly chong and like jacking off for boxing. Um, but <clears throat> apparently now he's just gunning for the rematch with Poirier. For a title they're talking about. What the fuck? That doesn't make sense. The only reason they're saying it is because they're one all. Yeah, I get all that. But they're one all at different divisions. Yeah, I know. First and foremost. They're one all. They go to fucking heavyweight. Uh, they go to next fight rematch for the title. Again, that was what they were speaking about on... Uh, that was the, I think it was Kavanaugh's coach was speaking about that with Ariel. Oh, Kavanaugh said that. Ariel said it, and then Kavanaugh was like, yep, like the sound of that. And I was like, you don't really give a guy a title shot after he gets fucking knocked out, do you? That doesn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't it be a title fight the first time? It should have been a title fight. It should have been a title fight. And why, like, I just, mate, I don't know. I don't I don't think any of that makes sense, to be honest. Like, no. yeah, yeah, he beat him, but he beat him, like, fucking six years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like... Uh, Before either of them had won a title. It yeah. wasn't like Nate and then... No, like, no, no. But it's not like one all after fucking in the last 12 months. Do you no, know what I mean? But it's still this career is like, one all. That's yeah, I know. But also, it's like they do it yeah, for Connor, right? Yeah, like but the, it's career one all, but Connor got fucking pieced up. Yes. Did you see anything in that fight where you're like, oh, Connor could, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I think he still... I think he still did all right in the first round. Yeah, right? yeah, but he, I, yeah, he did, but he got fucked up. Yeah, he did get fucked up, mate. He got a couple not, of minutes into the second round. Yeah, look, we are Kool Aid drinkers. Yeah, right. I could, I could potentially drink it again. I could definitely drink it again. I could drink it again. I could drink it for a rematch, and then he loses that. I just wonder. Go, okay, I just wonder how. I just wonder how cloudy my perception would get after another. You know, like. The more well, Kool-Aid you drink from the same... Yeah, the, the less like ability your brain has to recover from Kool-Aid. It, yeah. it does have permanent, long-lasting effects. The thing is, if he has another loss, though, then it's like, ooh, where are you sitting now? You were in, If he retired after fucking Eddie Alvarez, I would have called him like the, the goat, probably. Like, you know? So well, you're like, right up there. Yeah. And now you're like, mm. Now you're just getting fucking knocked off. Mm. He's getting pumped now. Yeah. I don't know. And it'd be hard to fucking want to fight when you're that rich. Yeah, it'd be so hard. It'd be so hard. He like he got off a yacht. Yeah, he's like, I've still got the competitive spirit. I'm like, just play tennis then, bro. Like, just play some competitive games of tennis with some mates that you fucking put you money don't. on. You, know? you don't like, have the competitive spirit. Not like, you can't. You can have it's a competitive impossible. spirit, but you don't have the bloody, the mongrel. Not the not, not in the fight game. No. Fight game's different. You can't get off a yacht and want to go fucking pee someone up. No. I just think you're like, I just think you, you're more relaxed than that. Don't you think? I don't know. I certainly would be. I mean, I'd never fight anyway. I wouldn't get off the boat. No, I wouldn't get off the boat. I'd be like, fuck that, bruh. Yeah, cancel my plans. Cancel my plans. I'm actually staying on the boat. I'm staying on the boat. Yeah, uh, more more oysters, please, sir. Oysters more- and Bloody Marys and prawns, please. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm actually not going to get out of bed today. No. I don't have to. No. And I won't. No. That's where I'd be at. That's where I'm staying. I'd just stay in my pajamas all day. Yeah. In my gym jams. Yeah. 
Oh, am I, am, am I in the same gym jams I was three months ago? You better yeah, believe it. Better I've believe showered. It. Of course, I've, I've been washed. Yeah, I've been washed. I've got a bloke that washes me now. Well, I mean, I'd probably go with maybe not a bloke, unless it was a bloke in a bar. <laughs> uh, then I would, but they're the only blokes I wash myself with. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, yeah, I've been washed. <laughs> same gym jams they've been washed. Everything's been washed. But I haven't left my gym jams. I haven't left my gym jams. Except to get washed. I get, I'm nude and then back in the gym jams. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I've been doing that for years. Yeah. And that's what Connor's been doing yes, for years. For years. You know, like, yeah, there's been a bit of training in and around that, but let's call it fucking spider spider. He, he's been in gym jams. He's been in gym jams, man. Yeah. Like he was cruising around in those silk gym jams yeah, the dude. whole time with he his fucking top up, off. Everywhere he rocks up to, he's in gym jams. It's he, like, bros, at some point you got to get out of the gym jams and get into the gym. Yeah. Literally, you've got your shirt off and you're in your gym jams. It just looks like you've had breakfast. Mm. I'm sure you have. Yeah. It was, I'm sure it was delicious. I'm sure it was top notch. But you haven't been in the gym when you got those gym jams on the whole time. No. It's hard to believe. Now, some say he's in the best shape of his career, which maybe he was. He looked good. He looked fantastic. But. Until he got knocked the fuck out. But you know what? You know who, who else would look fantastic? Me. If I'd lived in my gym jams and I'd been on a fucking yacht and yeah. you know. had every trainer tell me what to do, I can't tell you how jacked I reckon I'd be if I had enough money for have, to have people just literally tell me exactly what to do and when. No, but but be there with me. That's what one hundred percent. That's what I mean. Like, and then but then I can go for a nap in the afternoon. I can go for a nap, get the gym jams on, and then I come back out and they go, "All right, eat this, eat this, do this, do yep. this, yep. mate." I'd be ripped, flying with a trainer everywhere, yeah. and your own chef. Personal gym jams. Personal gym jams. Anyway. Where do we go from here, Tom? Uh, maybe a rematch. He'll definitely fight. Well, I, I'm pretty sure he'll fight again. Apparently, that's what they're saying. Uh, and I'll watch it, and I'll drink the Kool-Aid, and then hopefully he doesn't fuck. Like, I think that his glorious golden run is completely and utterly done, right? Like, as in... It's done, mate. It's done, done. No, like, it's done. Yeah, done. yeah, yeah. So maybe we were... There's reflect- no amount of Kool-Aid that I can drink that'll get me back no, on no, that no. train. No, no, no. But I think... I was prepared to. Yeah, I was before the fight. Now... We were saying, like, oh, is this the second run? No. Second runs don't happen. No. Comebacks don't happen. No. Dana White's, like, talking about, oh, you know, is this Rocky? And you're like, no, Rocky was a fictitious or a fictional movie. So, sure, we can be like, maybe this is like Rocky Three when he's rich and he comes back. And you're like, or maybe we don't have an example because... It's not legitimate because that's a movie and this is real life. And if Michael you, Jordan came back. Tiger came back. Not fighting, bro. Ali came back. No, yeah, was he rich as shit or did he come back from like... He came back from like prison and shit, right? Yeah, that's a little bit more... That gives you... That's not gym jam life, you know no. what I mean? Has anyone come back from gym jam life? That's the question. That's the real question. Once you put the pajamas on... Very hard to take them off. Very hard. Unless you're having a root. Unless you're having a root or you're getting washed by a bloke. <laughs> um, but you put them straight back on. You put them straight back on. Ideally, you never take them off, but you obviously have to. Um, the other fight was Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker, who is as tough as Teak, got knocked the fuck out in the first round. Mm. Chandler looked. Chandler looked good. Hot and ready to go. Yeah. He, he was d- pumped up. He's like a three-time uh, lightweight champion from Bellator. And so he's obviously like, but he's old. He's older than Aldo or the same age as Aldo. Mm. But everyone thinks of Aldo as old as fuck. I saw mm. that somewhere as well. But anyway, knocked Dan Hooker dead. Apparently Dan Hooker threw his gloves into the ring when he walked off and everyone's like, ooh, does that mean retirement? Or, you know, 
but two losses in a row for Dan Hooker. I don't understand this. Apparently, they were saying for him for quarantine, he can't get back into New Zealand to see his kid until the 20th of February. Why would it be that long? Why wouldn't it just be fly back to New Zealand, quarantine, 14 days? Maybe he's not flying back until a certain date. Maybe he's got to go back US first or something. Yeah, it'd be something like that. That I've, Unless they've got a 21-day quarantine. Who, the US or? New Zealand. Oh, because I was going to say the US doesn't have a quarantine. Isn't that wild? Um, I don't think the UK doesn't either. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Well, you know. You know? And Get it, it together. Well, it's, I, think, I think their, you know, their perception is... Fuck it. The horse is bolted. Well, it has now. Yeah. But it's I mean... Bolted. But from the perspective of why didn't they have a quarantine at the beginning, you could go, yeah, it's a little odd. But I mean, like, you could... I don't know if it's bolted far enough for you just to go, like, well, fuck it. Why don't we just bring one in now? I think they've said, fuck it. Like, vaccines yeah. now. Yeah. That's what that's... Vaccine soon. Vaccine soon. That's right. Um, so, well done, Connor. Um, you know. Fuck. It is what it is. It is what it is. The only other thing that I just saw when I was coming in, or a couple of things actually, big fights in 2021, Eddie. Dan, uh, Robert Whittaker fighting, um, Jesus Christ, his name escapes me, the big juiced up Brazilian who Adesanya fucked up. Paulo Costa. Robert Whittaker fighting Paulo Costa is a pretty badass fight. Robert Whittaker just like, now he's a guy who, I mean, he wasn't Jim Jam life. No, God, oh, no. He's like someone who's gone knocked off the top and just like, Stick climbing his way back. I just wanted to beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, but he wasn't Jim Jam life. No, he wasn't Jim Jam. That's the difference. He wasn't Jim Jam life at all. Um, But he's climbing. He's climbing. Uh, Then Adesanya and Blahovic for the lightweight title is going to be dope. Mm. And Stipe and Francis fighting again. Are they? Yeah. Like that. March, I think. Really? That's me dripping. I like that. Yeah. Francis, scariest man on the planet. Without a shadow of a doubt. But also, Stipe beat him. Which is just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Daddy long leg spider over there. Making his way down the wall. I think I've just got a keen eye for it now that I live in my fucking apartment. Um, and then, Jake Paul of internet gimp fame. Fighting Ben Askren. Fighting Ben Askren of Masvidal, five-second knee to the face. Surely. Fame. I mean, look, I don't know anymore. But uh, look, Askren's Askren not a would... noted striker. He's a he's a fucking wrestler, so he's not a he's not a fucking boxer. Is it a boxing match? Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah, Dude, if it's anything other than a boxing, that's what match, I was saying. Yeah, I no. thought no, no, Jake Paul will only do boxing matches. If it was anything other than that, he'd get fucking Jake Paul get murdered. Up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what Askren's like. Does a career in the fight game maybe just like prepare you a bit more? Like, I think this would be the most legit fighter that Jake Paul has fought. Does anyone give a fuck about this? I don't give I a, don't. I don't give a fuck. Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren? I couldn't give a fuck about that. No, I, but, but... I would I, never buy that. Never. But I'd 100% watch it. If it was on. No, nah, like, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It's oh, a care A for me. Yeah, but this is what the... It's a care A for me. But this is what the world is... Uh, the, the fight world has come to, right? Like, I know. It, it Exactly. But it's... And I want no part of it. Nah, I do. I'm into it. It's just fucking... What are you into? Because it's still interesting to me to see whether this guy gets his head knocked off. And if he does, I want to see it. And if he doesn't, I'll be like, fuck, dude. Like, like what he did, when you hear, like, 
fighting experts talk about the way he knocked out that Nate Robinson NBA player. Yeah. Again, obviously it's an NBA player, mm. but still people were like, he's an athlete, Jake Paul isn't. Like they were saying that the way he actually did it was like technically quite good with boxing. Like, and that he's like 23 and if he trained really hard, who the fuck knows? Not they're saying he's going to be like the goat, but like, you know, who knows? Mm. And he's such a brash fuck with. He's brash as all get out. Yeah. He's one of the brashest cunts on the planet. Yeah, yeah. So you're just sort of like, okay, I'm going to just keep an eye on this thing. Am I drinking any Kool-Aid? You best believe I'm not going near any Kool-Aid on this one. I'm just here to consume it. Mm. But it's a shit show. It's a sideshow. Yeah. I'm just more of a highlights guy. I'll watch the highlights. Nah, that, that's enough yeah. for me. I'll watch it. Anyway, I think that's fight sports. Right? I think so. Tom, look, has there been a little bit of time in between the last test and now? Yeah, there has. You could argue that, you know, it's in the revision era and we've moved on with our lives. But from this perspective, sometimes you get a little bit out of it. You know what I mean? Mm. We've had time for the dust to settle. How do we now feel about the defeat? Yeah. What do we do as a nation? Mm. How do we get back on our feet yeah. and rise once more to the tippy top of yeah. the sport? Right wrongs. Right horrible wrongs, etc., etc. But more importantly, I think that anything, get ready for the ashes at yes. the end of this year. Yes. Now, who gets bullets? Who doesn't? Who gets bullets? Who doesn't? Now, obviously, we lost. That's a great point. If you didn't know that, then you must have been living under a physical rock. That was a physical You've been rock. living out in a cave yeah, and you've just yeah, missed yeah, the yeah. whole lot. Now, I, I, yeah, so we haven't spoken about this. One of the great tests all time, one of the great series all time, yep. and you and I watching it, funnily enough, just with a couple of Indian blokes at the pub. Yeah, I had a great time. Great time with them. Shout out to It was them. all very cordial. Of course. Well, we're not like the assholes in the crowd. No, but they weren't assholes to us. No, you know, no, rubbing it in. no, no, no. But we were just all talking about like how nuts this bloody win was going to be. Yes. Um, but there was an element where I was happy for India. I was like, that was sick. I'm glad I saw it, right? There are those things where you go like, obviously a loss sucks. If it was a loss to say like South Africa, I think I would have just hated it. Like there's no amount of enjoyment I would have got out of it because I just fucking hate South Africa for some reason. Uh, no offense, Dave. England. Um, England as well. England as well. Like, yeah, Edge Baston would have killed me. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I remember it, but like, I was still. But you, I, you wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have sat there and copped that if it was England. No. Yeah, I, I sort of, I would go along with that. I think what I would go along with more was the fact that they were like fourth string. That, that made was, it even better. That made it better. It wasn't, it wasn't so much it was India. It was more that like the circumstances in yes. which they won. Yes. Now, a lot of people the day afterwards, including Justin Lang, I think that day was like, look, it's just I'm just glad that Test Cricket's alive and well. Yeah, that's the which comment. Which is a cop out. Yeah, that's the comment you make when you just get done historically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is what which which is sort of a nice out because it is great for Test Cricket. It's it's a great out to have and it is great for Test Cricket. And we're all invested in the future and the health and the well being of Test Cricket. Yeah. It's like a baby to yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. us. Yeah, well, if we need Test Cricket to be healthy first. Yes. It's like we've got to fit Test Cricket's mask before we fit the mask of any That's other exactly nations. right. That's exactly right. So from that perspective, he's not wrong. No. But we all see through the bullshit. We all right? see through the bullshit. Uh, that one stung. That like one nothing else has ever stung. stung because and this is I'll borrow a couple of lines from, you know, our friends at the Great Cricket at Tom. Mm. Very concerning now given that I think it speaks to the depth of Indian cricket. And I think that yeah. they will it may now be a case of well, can anyone beat India? Well they've got a billion fucking ever people. again? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Billion and a half people. They've got fucking shitloads of money now because of you know the IPL and you know as they as the nation itself rises and and you know the economy goes better and better. Tom, mm. more and more people get brought out of you know poverty and then they build up you know systems and schools and pathways and all that crap. Maybe it gets well, to a point where it's like these motherfuckers can't be bested. Yeah, because yeah. put it this way, New Zealand fucking unbelievable at rugby union because the whole country is obsessed with it, and it's like it's like religion over there. Mm. There's four million people that live in New Zealand, and they can't be beaten. One and a half billion Indians. Yeah, it's religion there too, though, bro. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. now they've got money, and that's not. It's starting to get to a point like shit. If they can beat our side, which is pretty fucking good. Like, yeah, we've got some collapses, but we've got the best best bowlers on the planet. We've got Steve Smith, who's the best since the dawn. We've got Labashane, who's his, you know, he's understudy. We've got Warner, who didn't fire, but like we've got weapons in the in the duffel, Tom. Yeah. For us to lose to their four string side at home, and with the desire with the decider at the Gabba is ominous. Yeah. Uh, look, I guess what I would wonder is right: is there a ceiling of human potential in the cricketing realm? Right. So let's just say like there's the there's Bradman. Yeah. Is as good as you're gonna get. And in a billion and a half Indians, I haven't found another one. And in fact, in the 7 billion people that walk this beautiful, slowly dying planet of ours, they haven't found another one. Yeah. So do we kind of go, yeah, you got a billion people, bruh, billion and a half, a billion and a half. Yeah, a billion and a half. But, you know, unless you're fucking creating the Don, which we created with what, how many, what was the fucking population of Australia when the Don came around, right? Like Tiny. Tiny, so I still think get, get Australian population 1930. It's got to be four million. Yeah, if that. Uh, in 1930, it would have been about about six. There you go. Well, what about when he was born? So when would that have been? When was it on born? Is he in 1800s? Or? No, surely not. He was know. born 1908. So population yeah, started. That's yeah. right. Uh, it would have been four in nineteen. There you go. See? We went wrong. There you go. Four million when the Don was born. I was spot on. Is that surprising? No, it's not. Uh, so, you know what? Have your billion and a half people, but that, it just means that, mate, yeah, you've got more. You might have a few more, like, people to choose from, sure, but we'll find them. So, are you arguing that you still need to find 11 greats to win? And, yeah, they've got depth, but our 11 can compete with their 11. Is that your argument, Tom? That's... Look, our 11 now can't, but I think that we can do it again. Like, look at the fucking Because we've done it War before. Team. Uh, so the Steve Wars, Steve Wars team. Yeah. We would have taken a steamy piss on anyone in world cricket for the re- history. Like, no one's been better than that team. You know? Except Ricky's team that did the same sort of oh, thing. Oh, no. And what country are they from? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah I'm hearing you. Yeah. The West Indian sides in the 80s and shit. Like, the West Indies isn't a big population. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, you're billion and a half. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but because of your third string shit. But we didn't play that well. And again, shout out to our good friends at the Grade Cricketer. Uh, they, I think they said that on this week's podcast. Like, are there a couple of old dogs? I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. But a couple of old dogs within the kennel that have maybe been... Um, exposed that you know it's like and i'm this is them saying it but like tim payne nathan lyon i think maybe they said david warner are these old dogs holding up their end of the bargain tim payne 
he averaged he averaged forty with the blade, so he was third best for us. He, but he did, he dropped a lot of catches yeah. at pivotal moments. Then you start to to question whether or not he should be the skipper. Is it too much pressure? That yada yada yada. Mm. We can get to that. But it's an interesting point with the old dogs in the kennel. Warner injured, sure, but he hasn't been fucking performing. No, but there's no one exactly ready made to come in. That's no. the other thing as well, right? No, I know, but you know, averaging seven or whatever it was, it's you know, it's not good enough. No, it's, it's definitely not, not. It's not good enough. Matthew I, I, Wade, I think he's done. I think I think he's done. I think he's Nathan Lyon's an interesting one. Yeah, I think they said Nathan Lyon. It's one that I think's worth just saying though, even if they didn't. But I'm almost certain they did. Like, no one. Another spinner's never talked about ever. No. It's never talked about. But that's because he's he was like one of the, you know, he was the first one since Warney to break out of Warney, right? Like everyone after Warney who spun the ball was basically like. Shot. Spoke, it was was shot, but like there was always a, a few other spinners to spoken about. Nathan then got to the point where it was like he dictate he, he is there basically until he's not there anymore, until he doesn't want it or until he wants to retire or like, you know. He basically was there was everyone else was never really competing against him for a spot in the side. He was locked up. But now he didn't do he did fuck all in that series, respectfully. He batted better than he bowled, sort of. Do you know what I mean? Like he tried his ass off, but it was like he didn't take wickets. No. And when we needed you to, to take wickets and win us the test match... You didn't do it. I'm looking at fucking Sydney when we needed to take five wickets in two sessions. You start to you start to ask questions. Mitchell Stark. Well, I think Mitchell knows. Mitchell Stark. I think Mitchell might know, right? Is Mitchell now just a pink ball guy? Well, I don't know. Like, where's James Pattinson? What's he doing? He's injured all the time. It's true. He loves getting injured. He loves getting injured. I mean, Pat Cummins couldn't be hotter. No. The country boy couldn't be more country. Yeah. You know, Nathan Lyon, I don't know. Mitch Stark, I don't trust him with the new ball anymore. I don't. I trust him if it's pink. If it's pink, I do. If If it's it's pink, I trust him. Yeah, fuck yeah. If it's a cherry blossom. Yeah. If it's a cherry blossom, I trust you with my life. Hmm. But we only play one one test with a cherry blossom. blossom. Most of them are just with a cherry. I don't trust you with the new ball. You're too leaky. You're a leaky old ship. Yeah. And I've run out of fucking corks to plug the holes. Yep. And then when we talk about T-Pain, who we love, who's hot as fuck, and, you know, was the, the, the good guy we needed to bring us back from the brink, now we don't have really another option, basically. Well, it depends which way you look at yeah. it. Do you say, oh, Alex Carey, maybe maybe you come and come in and put, put the gloves on. Can you just have a look at how old Alex Carey is? I swear he's already like 34. Which is probably not right. But he looks so young. That's it's like be. us. Alex Carey is 29. Okay, so that's not... Well, how old's Tim? 37 next year, I think. Tim's old. Yeah, he'll be 36 this year. Sorry, 37 this year. 37's old as fuck. And his fingers wouldn't be what they were. I don't think his fingers have been what they were since he was like 11. Yeah, exactly. Now, just theorizing here. Mm. Just theorizing do you bring in Alex Carey for Tim Payne and just go, listen, Tim, I know you were averaging 40. We really respect that. But your governmentship wasn't up to scratch and we need we need someone to take catches. In which case, you would need to find a new skipper. And if I look around the room, Tom, and I am, mm. I only see one man. I see an autistic kid sitting in the corner who, you know, we might have to go back to. Mm. That's That's my read. Knocking in bats. That's my read. Yeah, there's a there's an autistic kid in the corner knocking in bats. He's in full regalia, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's three in the morning. Yeah. 
he you know he looks weird as shit, but he can bat his dick off. Yeah. And he's and he's he's a savant. He's but he's he's the safest piece in the side. Labashane's safe too, but too green from where I'm sitting. Labashane too green. Labashane too like bright eyed and bushy tailed. Labashane almost needs like something, you know, like he almost just needs to be dropped for no reason and then just be like you know what I mean? Like you know when you're sort of when you're a young kid and and I don't actually mean he needs to be dropped, but when you're like a young kid and you're at school and you know, like everyone's always like, Oh, you know, your parents are always like enjoy school because it's the best time of your life right and then mm. when you get into the real world and the real world pressures and they weigh you down and then you become you know a little bit hardened and jaded to the ways of the world Labashane not there yet Labashane still like giggles and fucking you know <laughs> he hasn't seen enough winters hasn't seen enough winters long hard winters long long tough winters hard tough winters he just is too happy and I, I you know that's I'm happy for him that he's happy but life's actually a a I'm crushing happy. blow of like a crushing sort of you know a sushi train of defeats. It can be, but also, you know, you could borrow from our experience. Sometimes you just win the whole That's time. That's true. Sometimes. I just don't want him to think that it's all upside just because that's how we've experienced it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't measure yourself against us. Because that's unrealistic. No. And you're going to, you know, and then off the back of that, you are going to experience defeat. Mm. Crushing. Mm. Crushing defeat. Folly. But where does that get us as a nation? People are also saying, oh, blue eyes, Pat Cummins. Yeah, but like, I don't, but then so many people are like, you can't captain the nation from the boundary rope. I know. And they get too emotional, bowlers, a lot of the time. I know. Like, they get pumped the fuck up. But that's why, basically, we Like, are you able to, like, you know, Pat Cummins is a competitor, Tom. He's a competitor. Is he going to realize maybe he needs to take himself out of rotation? Can I put something to you? Can I put something to you? And God forbid you don't want a bowler reviewing all their own fucking LB shouts. God save it. That would be a goddamn nightmare. Now, let me put something to you. What if we stick with T-Pain as captain and wicketkeeper? Matthew Wade, as we said respectfully, has been shot. Mm. Out of respect. Out of respect. He has been put down. It's like with a family pet. You don't let him go through all this pain, right? Like no. you now average in the 20s. No, no. You be humane. We be humane. And we humanely put him out of his misery. Mm. Then bring in Carey. To bat six or five, sorry. Or you, what? It, Max Downs, friend of the show, suggested that you bring Kerry into wicket keep, and then you you have Tim Payne batting at six. No, I'm saying keep Payne bat, bring Kerry in. Kerry gets his head around batting in the Test side and the pressures of Test cricket, while T Payne's still there with the gloves, captaining the side. And then when you eventually have to put old Timmy down. We've got Kerry in there. He's already got a taste of it. He's not going to be overwhelmed from ball one of his but first test. But what's Kerry average with the with the blade? Because if you're going to bring him in as a six as a top six batsman, he's got to, he's got to have fucking runs on the board. Yeah, he bats all right. But it, he's it got was... first class tons and shit. I think he scored a century like two nights ago. Maybe yeah, let's see. Him, but yeah. Um, so. But what Max was saying is take away the pressures of wicket keeping for Tim Payne. Put Kerry behind the stumps, but. Payne stays captain. Tim's a wicketkeeper first, though. He's not a batsman first. But he's like he's saying off the back of runs scored in this series. I argued against that. Yeah. I'm just bringing up other. F- yeah. 
schools of thought. Schools of thought. I think that Tim, best gloveman in the land still, even after a bad series. I think you just want Carey to focus on assimilating into the test arena. What's his first class His first average? class average is 34. It's not a... Um, his high score is 143. He's scored about 2,000 runs in 65 innings. Look, it doesn't exactly get my dick hard. No, it doesn't. 34 doesn't get anyone hard. No, it doesn't. But Have we picked on 34s before? Like, have we picked 34s for the site? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we never used to. We used to be if you don't average 50, you can fuck off. Fucking fuck right off. Yeah. Look, they're they're tricky times. But if you put Kerry to, you move Baggy Green up, Kerry down. I just, I can't see it happening. I think if Kerry comes in, he comes in to keep. That's what I think. But I don't think they've got a leader of men. I think the nation knows that. I think the... You know, JL and the like all know that. I think they'll stay with Tim Payne. I think because we don't have a, we don't, we need a peaceful transition of power. I think they'll keep Payne till the ashes. That's my prediction. Unless he has an absolute shit show in South Africa. Yes, if we go, but we may not. God, I hope we go. I'm not ready to put a bow on cricket. You know, if if we go and he has a shocker, it makes things very fucking interesting. Yeah. Then Steve has to be captain. Really, you would think. I don't know. Again, that one fuck up from Steve where he's marking center saw how quickly the nation went, ah, fucking back in your box, bruh. Like, we've forgiven you, but not really. But again, we talked about that. I don't know how many Aussies were like that. Heaps. Yeah? I felt like there was a lot of overseas hate coming in. Well, I mean, listen, obviously, if I extrapolate the... Uh, the data. The data and the chat groups that I'm in... Uh, which aren't that many and not with that many people in it. I saw some anti-smudge rhetoric from proud, hard-working, roll-your-sleeves-up Australians. Mm. People haven't forgotten. People were embarrassed. They embarrassed the fuck out of us, right? Like, you didn't just embarrass yourselves. You embarrassed the great nation of Australia. So if you start doing some weird shit on the pitch, it's like, hey, dude, no more of that. What have we, what have we, where have we arrived? We've arrived to basically nowhere. It was more just like a diatribe of our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, cleaning uh, the slate. Yeah, We've exactly. cleaned the slate. Purged. Purged ourselves, cleaned the slate. A little bit more clarity around the situation. Um, I think we go to South Africa and we try to cut the new batsmen and we go again. Will Pekovsky, you need to stay at the top of the order, my friend. Yes. David Warner, you need to go to South Africa. You need to score runs. Yeah. Tim Payne, you need to be a better gloveman, better leader. Um, but keeps going, you know, 40, 40 a fucking series average will, that'll do nicely. Mm-hmm. We find someone to replace Wade. Don't know who that is. Travis Head maybe comes back in. Something like that. And then we st- and then we go again and we'd be, we'd be better. Yeah, as a nation. As a nation. Bring Kerry with us. Get him around the setup. Get him comfortable. Bring Kerry on tour. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And then you start to work out contingency plans. What about fucking... What, what about... What, what do you do if Nathan Lyon... What do you do if one has an absolute Barry Crocker shocker in South Africa? What, what do you do if Payne has one? What about the dude, and his name escapes me, but when we were basically... We played the Test Series in Australia. I think it was the last time India were out here, and then we played Sri Lanka afterwards, and basically we didn't score a ton all summer until Smoke and Joe Burns and that, uh, and, um, that other dude... Uh, he was in like the middle order for Australia and he got a ton and his old man was in the crowd and he was like, oh, I'm going to bloody drink a thousand beers. Was it Hanscom? No. Or... Cartwright? No. Not Hilton Cartwright. Not Peter Hanscom. It's like, it's almost like his initials were KP. Uh, Curtis Patterson. Curtis Patterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Where's he? He got a brave ton and then he just like was never seen again. I just am like, how does that happen? How do you just not even get spoken about? Renshaw, sort of the same. Whatever happened to that bloke? <laughs> Where's Renshaw gone? Dude. He's now Matt Renshaw of Brisbane Heat fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? The bloke got 180 for his nation in India, I think. Shit in his pants. And now it's like... It's a cruel sport, mate. Unforgiving. No prisoner stuff. Really no prisoner stuff. I mean, is Kawhi... What are these blokes, what are these blokes averaging in first-class cricket? Uh, Curtis Patterson is averaging 40 in first class. He's, he's averaging 144 in tests. Well, that's, I think, his With one two test. innings, yeah. yeah. Um, who else do you want to know? Renshaw. What the fuck? So, so give us Renshaw's average. He averages 144. He's not even in the fucking conversation. Well, and, and averages 40 in first class. Like, what the fuck is 40s? First class average for Renshaw, 36. And he's averaging 33 from 11 innings in tests. So, hasn't shit the bed there. <sighs> he's only played 11 tests. So, I'm all right. I mean, that's not, that's not uh, put a line through him stuff. That's for sure. Um, what about... Um, Hilton Cartwright. Yeah, no, Hilton Cartwright, I think, has fallen like, off a proverbial cliff. He played like two tests, got hit in the balls, and that was like, yeah. <laughs> With the greatest respect. But it's a bit of a, bit of a look at Hilton. Yeah, he's averaging 34 in first class. Not enough. Not enough. If there's not a four in front of it, I don't What's care. What's Usman Khawaja averaging? Now, obviously, he's had a longer career, but I'm just sort of like, does he ever come back, or is he just done because JL hates him? Well, I think JL doesn't like him. Who's too uh, abrasive. Yeah. Kawaja, what, he's averaging 40 in tests and first class average is 42. I mean, you know. Form says a lot though. Yes. You got to look at the form somewhere. Like, you got his 2018, or sorry, 2018. You got his 2020 slash 21 average. Um, I'll get it here. Oh, his average from then. I can get his scores. Yeah, just sort of like your yeah, season. 2018. No, not 2018, Wait. 2020. I was just, I said 2018 because I'm an idiot. Uh, um, well, in what? In Shield this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll find it. But like, they're just, I don't know. There just seems like there's got to be more than what we're like, and don't ever say Sean Marsh to me and all that sort of shit. I know Kawaj is sort of working his way into Sean Marsh territory, but he was better than Sean in terms of a player. But like, I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be more players that we're just not getting Look, exposed to. You and I don't watch, and this may be our fault, we don't watch enough Sheffield Shield. Admittedly. Admittedly. I'm the first to admit that. Yeah. I don't watch enough of it. No. But, you know, surely there's more studs out there. Yeah. Blokes who are just ready to come in and fucking score mountains of runs for the nation. Surely they're if you're out. Averaging there. over forty, you got to be in the consideration, don't you? Surely your name's on the whiteboard, Tom. I would have thought. Like, who's got you hot and horny recently, except for fucking Pekowski. the Balkan Bulldog? Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was hot and horny over a new player. Just quickly before we dribble, Eddie. I think it's worth us just touching on the fact that Tom Brady had his ten, into his 10th Super Bowl and um, with Tampa. With the Buccaneers of like, I think they won like, they were like seven and nine last season. Dior. Dior. Buccaneers, uh, historically pretty dog shit. Brady, you know, 
obviously was was told was given his marching orders by Belichick and was like fuck you right I'm gonna go look for someone who's pretty beater but with an all right squad and take him to the to the promised land mm-hmm. and that's what he's done and that's what he's done he's getting to his tenth Super Bowl he has won six if he goes seven and three like a seventy percent win record in Super Bowls would be ridiculous have you seen his fucking Super Bowl conversion rate it's like his conversion rate for Super Bowls is higher than Steph Curry's three-point three point shooting yeah, yeah. percentage. Yeah, so it's more, Tom Brady's more likely to make the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to hit a three. Marinate that. Let that one sink in. Let that one sink in. He's now got more NFC... He's got as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and that Drew Brees. Like, what the fuck in one season? Yeah. The man's a machine. Yeah. An absolute... 43. 43, he's still uh, doing it. He's, like, everyone's he's, like, oh, he should have got to retire now. He's like, bruh, I'm not done. He's seven years younger than Mahomes' dad. <laughs> and when he won his first... When he won his first Super Bowl... Mahomes was in nappies, bro. Yeah, yeah, Mahomes was like six or four. Like, mate, what do you, what do you say? He's a fucking genius. There was also a stat about Mahomes that I read, and this is one that is technical, which I don't entirely understand, but the way it was written, like this guy was like, this is the craziest stat I've almost ever read. But it was like, the last time Mahomes lost a game of football by more than a possession was when he was playing like for some sort of like college team in 2016 or something. So like by more than a possession, does that mean like Probably. they didn't have a chance? Like it, as a possession, basically a scoring opportunity, meaning that's like one score away from a victory. Yeah, that w- yeah, that would be how I'd understand that. So it would, I would assume eight points or less. Yeah, that's you pretty. Count the most points you can score. Yeah. on a play. Is so the last time he's lost a game by more than that it was like 2016. Wow. He's very, very, very good. Yes. This is also going to be the first time that a team in the Super Bowl is playing in their home. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Mm. I find that shocking. Yeah. That that's never happened before. It's just the way it is. And of course, it's Brady who's doing it. Of course, it's Brady who's doing it. If he... Fuck, mate. If he wins at home, good Lord. Like, no one gave them a shot now. No. And Bill's Bill sitting at home going... Well, yeah. People were sort of talking about like... Fuck that The system... Like, when you realize the system was Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, that was the system. System's time. Mm. Anyway, uh, it's the time of year when I'm interested in NFL. Uh, Eddie. Yeah, mate. Got to do a birthday shout out. Not something we do all the time, but Not sometimes really, no. we'll do it. You know, like if the, if the mood strikes. Uh, so this is from Todd Rigby. Sent us this. G'day, lads. Wondering if I could ask him as a favor, get a birthday shout out uh, at the end of the podcast. His two mates are twins. They got their birthday this week. Never miss a podcast. Eden and Jonah. Happy birthday, bros. Happy birthday, bros. Happy birthday. Not sure how old you are. Got no idea. Not sure when your birthday is even. Todd could have given you more, more background. When did he send this? Monday. Look, a little, a little more context would have been nice. We're just going to have to guess. Yeah. Happy birthday for... I'm going to say their birthday's Thursday this week. Happy birthday for Thursday. If it's on Friday, you share with mine, with me. Is your birthday this Friday? On Friday, yeah. Shit. But if you don't, then you don't. Then you don't. But if you do... Then you do. So is someone turning 30 this week? Someone's turning 30 this week. Wow. Ho, ho. Eden ha- and Jonah, happy birthday. We've <laughs> moved on. Uh, 30. How are you feeling about that one? 
I'm all right. Welcome to the fucking club, dickbag. Mm-hmm. It's been a while coming. Are you doing anything for it? Yeah, maybe. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, sure. We don't have to no. give people like facts and figures. No, we don't. But yeah, 30 on Friday, bro. Huge. 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 And shocking again to everyone and Peter Volandi specifically because it looks like we're at uni. But no, we're both 30 now. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Well, no, you're not. But essentially you are. So, um, But happy birthday to those two. Happy birthday to Eden and Joe. Did I hijack your birthday message? Might have. Might have. But he's turning 30 and your mate didn't tell us how old you were turning. So how the fuck can we, you know... Weigh it up. How do we weigh it up? But Eve and Jonah, though, you know, happy birthday. They could have the same birthday as you, and that's what. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that's the takeaway. You could share your birthday with me, and that birthday is 29th. 29th of January. You're very close to Evie Rose. Oh yeah, Evie Rose had a birthday. She did. Turn one. Uh, Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday to Evie. I tell you what was funny about that. Sorry that we've gotten sidetracked from dribbles, Mm -hmm. but it was like a lovely day. Family all comes together. Mm. But my old man and my mum's boyfriend had never met before. <laughs> and like both lovely people. So it was never going to be etch. But I just knew it was, it was uncomfortable for them. And yeah. everyone sort of just being like, oh, yeah. We did it. <laughs> it was just like, it was such a, it was just one of those things where like, you can see them both being completely normal and friendly, but also like. Heard what? Just awkward inside. I, I, I'm mean? pretty sure. And I just left the room because I didn't want to be in there for the whole like fucking thing. And I was like, oh, dad and Tim. Yeah. How you going? But I think dad even hugged him. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Bill, what are you doing, mate? Like, well, he's trying to be familiar. I know. But like, you know, woo little, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm not 100% sure if that happened. But then when they left as well, they fist bumped and then had like a COVID chat. And I was like, oh, fuck. You guys are so funny. That was like the biggest takeaway from Evie's birthday. Sorry, Evie, but that's hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Shout, shout, out, out, shout out to Tim and Bill for uh, going the big lift on Evie's birthday. <laughs> um, again, two wonderful human beings, but that was a lol. Um, time to e- dribble? Time to dribble. Evie's one. I'm a father to a one-year-old. Let's move on. Scary. Scary. She's the cutest kid alive. Sorry Frightening stuff. Sorry, she's fucking cute. And a genius. G'day, guys. P's and D's. Uh, long-time listener. First-time dribbler from down in the uh, Alpha Sports city of Melbourne. Uh, look, I tend to agree with a lot of shit you guys talk, but uh, recently, your yard about having Adam Boges in bronze statues form, it's fucking gotten to me. Uh, Dior's record, I'm nothing against the bloke, his average is good, but it's a fucking wool pool. It's inflated by a few not outs, and sub-test match standard sides, he's made scores against. So, pun on debut in the West Indies, impressive, yes, but... You know, he's not facing the likes of Dale Stane at the Wacker or Jimmy Anderson with the Duke ball. Uh, we look at the 2015 Ashes in England. Dior is averaged 28 that series. You know, Ashes, it's a pinnacle of the game. He's failed miserably. Then the 2015-16 home summer, absolute flat-track bully against a second-rate West Indies and New Zealand bowling attack. He comes in at three for 250. It's not a high-pressure situation. Then we go to the 2016 tour of Sri Lanka. Spinning pitches, wickets tumbling, does fuck all for the nation again. We lose the series 3-0. Dior, he averaged 19 in that series. Then comes to the 16-17 home summer against South Africa. Stain, Philander, Rabada, getting the kookaburra to chirp. Fails the nation once again. Dior, he averaged fucking 7.5. Gets dropped and he's never to return. My point being, it's an absolute disgrace that his name gets floated with Sir Don and Smudge as one of the greats. Think Lara, Tendulkar, Punter. Graham Smith, etc. that fucking time and time again 
stood up for their nation in time of need, and this Magoo gets put ahead of them, not having a fucking bar of it. There was a reason he didn't get a baggy green till he was set, yeah, 37. So when the team needed him in tough conditions, he fucking shut the bed. And that's been a chronic problem of Australian teams for the last 15 years. There's not enough sleeves rolling up. I'll uh, your chat about Wade. Um, now take him, for instance, those two tonnes in the 2019 Ashes. I'd take those over Warner's 300 and other big tonnes against fucking 16-year-old allegedly Pakistani bowlers a couple of summers ago. Anyway, fuck Voges average. It's bullshit. If he's ever made into a statue, I hope he gets torn down. Uh, also, fuck New South Wales. Go to Storm. Go Queensland Maroons and Richmond Tigers. Three feet soon. Cheers, boys. I mean, that was a very well crafted, uh, I guess, dribble. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I he liked was, it a lot. He'd done it. He'd done a shitload of Dioring. Love that. I hope that you realise, though, good sir, that when we've spoken about. Voges, it's you know, it's in a little bit of tongue and cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't exactly seriously calling for Adam Voges to be bronzed. Now, if someone wants to do it, that'd be funny. It would be fucking. And hilarious. we're gonna mount it outside this bloke's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Voges certainly does not sit alongside. Uh, the elite throbbers of the, the game of test cricket. And to be fair, the way he, that gentleman there, the Adam Voges dribbler, who he will now be referred to as the rest of his life, mm. he made a very good point. Voges didn't stand up when he was needed. I also agree with him that I'd take Wade's two Ashes tons over Warner's 300 against Pakistan, but I would take Warner's 30 fucking tons for the nation or whatever, 20-odd tons for the nation over... 27, 26, whatever it is. Over Matt Wade's career. Yeah, because he averages 48 yeah. as an opener for the nation, yeah. and he's been there and he's done it. Yeah. But a good dribble. Good all dribble. in all, I enjoyed it. Yep. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was well-crafted. And he's from uh, south of the border, the Mexico of Australia. That is Victoria. So it's always nice to hear that we are slowly changing the hearts and minds of those beta cucks down there. <laughs> well said. Tom, Eddie, D.O. Dave. Look, uh, I'm going to keep this quite short because like a lot of Australians at the moment, I'm pretty choked up. Uh, but a wise man once said to me, good captaincy is like good pornography. It's very hard to define, but uh, you know it when you see it. And look, at the time of recording this, it's probably too early to discuss. But when this podcast goes to air, I think it'll be fair game. And uh, I think it's fair to say that Tim Payne's just not getting my cock hard anymore. Anyway, boys, love to hear your thoughts. Be soon. <laughs> Look, I think we're going to just have to leave that as a comment only because we just spoke for like 45 minutes about it. We'll take that as a comment. I think Ian Chappell said that on ABC Grandstand. What, that his heart, cock's not getting hard for Tim Payne anymore? No, the the porn. Oh, okay, sorry. I was going to say, I thought that might have been Ian Chappell on the, the phone. The porn reference. Look, it's always, I'll, say, I'll finish with this. It's easy to criticise the captaincy after the fact. Yeah. But during it, it's a little bit more yeah. grey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, look. And I, there's no one else immediately will come in. We've and, been over and, and, and I think that Tim can get the nation hard once more. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll allow him to. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him every opportunity to get me hard again. Out of respect. Yeah. For his password. Yeah. That's what you got to And bring him to club. He's earned that. He's brought me to, you know. Too many times to climax. So I just think. Tom, Eddie, Hunters, Dribblers, Dave. It's a double gang of dribbler here, a.k.a. Jamie Lazarus. First time, long time. 
just calling up to see who your sporting or otherwise doppelganger is, celebrity doppelganger perhaps. Uh, myself, as the right. name may Take it. It is. elaborate, uh, I think I or Scott Disick may bear some Scott resemblance to Jamie Lyon and or Glenn Lazarus <laughs> back in the junior league days, like truck and nut Lange. for the Cooney Unicorns. Definitely bared some facial resemblance to Jamie Lyon, which was definitely noted by teammates in the club. Unfortunately, I was built with the body of the brick with eyes, Glenn Lazo Lazarus, and as such, was confined to trucking nut off the bench. Um, so, lads, let us know who your doppelganger is, sporting or otherwise. It's been noted, Tom, you bear a striking resemblance to Lockie Hume, the actor... <laughs> He portrays Kerry Packer in the How's That yeah, series. I've done that as well before. Have Definitely. You? Yeah, I'm not stoked on that. A one. great result. I wouldn't be stoked there. on that. No. But uh, if I you've got any others you'd love to hear, or from the other punters and dribblers, just get in touch. We'd love to hear it. Uh, just another quick question for you guys, um, cyclists. Now, don't myself don't really have a problem with cyclists on our roads as such. People just trying to stay fit and healthy, active, clear the mind, all that sort of shit. But one thing I cannot fucking hack about cyclists in this world is fucking cyclists in cafes. I've just fucking endured a fucking 15-minute wait to order a fucking coffee because of these lycra-clad bellends in the queue at the local cafe. Um, Do what you like on the roads, guys, but for fuck's sake, just stay out of my way when it's time to caffeinate. Anyway, lads, give us your thoughts on that. Pepsi Max is soon. Beers never Queensland. Now, just quickly before we get into the doppelgangers and just on the cyclists, I was in Apple uh, the other day buying Steph some AirPods and this motherfucking cyclist rolls straight in because you had to line up which I fucking hated Apple. Like, can we get it together firstly? Why do I have to line up for six hours to get anything done? In no other store on the planet do I need to wait fucking six hours to book in a fucking thing. Like, but that's beside the point, but still maddening. So I'm in there lining up. And then as I'm standing there behind me, a fucking cyclist rolls in off the street, like off the road, takes his shirt off in the line, jacked, off his tits. He was absolutely shredded, which maybe is why he was so comfortable. But like sweating his dick off in the line with me, with his bike in the line in Apple. And I'm just like, hey, bruh, like what the fuck are you doing? Put a shirt on, mate. Mm. Like these Magoo fucking gimps. And I mean, I can completely understand this man's concern about a cyclist getting in his way in a cafe because they, they're comfortable to do it anywhere on the roads, in a cafe, in a packed Apple store. I think one of the one of the problems with, you know, the bike rider is they they move in packs, big packs, large packs. Yeah. So if you've got a pack of them in front of you at the cafe, you you again you're looking at fifteen twenty minutes easily. Yeah. Very rarely are they solo. Maybe if they go to the Apple Store and they're getting their kit off, but you know, cafes they move in packs, large packs, take all the seats, take all the coffee. Yeah. Take all your time. Yeah. So I can I can respect that frustration, mm. big time. Uh, but in terms of doppelgangers, yeah, I actually do have more than just Jake uh, Gillen. I get 
uh, Gerard Butler a lot. I can see mm. that. Mm. I get can your, see get that. a lot of Gerards. We're getting some hot doubles, you and I. That's all right. I'm not mad at Jared Butler and fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. I'll take Gerard. Take those. As soon as you say Lockie Hume and fucking who was the other one? Uh, Scott Disick. Sc- Fuck those. I guess Scott Disick at least is sort of getting a bit more action, but. Lockie Hume. Lockie gonna, Hume's tough, bro. I'm going to respectfully tough. like just put that one back. Especially in how's that? He looks. Well, I don't think they're saying. Looks Lockie, like a toad. I don't think they're saying Lockie Hume's Kerry Packer. I think they're saying Lockie Hume sort of. You know. Well, he well, but he played at Kerry Packer. Yeah, sure. That's the but point. But like you know, that's the point. That's the point. I mean, what Jake Gyllenhaal's played like a fucking Marvel superhero, like. But he hasn't played Kerry Packer. No, he hasn't. <laughs> that's a great point. I used um, to get a lot of uh, Mo Salah. Most Salah, nice Salah from Liverpool, had like long hair. Yeah, I can see that, dude. I can definitely see that. Yeah, I can see Mo Salah for sure. Longer hair, the better. Yeah, yeah. like that one. When my hair's full Jufro and it's out and a bit curly, like I'd yeah, like that's to see you, you go full Jufro. Yeah, dude. go yeah. full, full. Go the go the full Mo Salah. Go the full Mo Salah. Um, like that. Like it. Like it a lot. I also wouldn't be disappointed that you're a, a mix of Jamie Lyon and Glenn Lazarus. That sounds like a nice mix. Yeah, sounds like fun. Uh, g'day, Tom, Eddie, P's and D's, to your Happy New Year. It's the uh, social smoker here again. Um, is it a Happy New Year? I mean, just lost the test series, but um, sorry, no thoughts on this. Pajara, boring as that shit, but uh, can hold a, an end up. Um, I think Australia needs a Pajara. Who who is our Pajara? I think every cricket team needs a Pajara. I mean, surely Tom, while you're smacking Schmicko, is there's there's a Pajara at the other end. Surely you're holding an end up. Um, want to know your thoughts? And uh, also, I'm moving house soon. And uh, what's because this is essentially food bloggers have worked out. Um, what's good in takeaway lately? Um, good to know what you think. Um, uh, shout out to the Icelandic boat builder as well. Catch you later. Peace. Um, what did he? What did he say? <laughs> Can I be honest? I've I was, got no idea. I was. I was. I was <laughs> did I zone out? I I checked out only, but I was like, I was there though. I was paying attention. I was like, oh yeah, I got something to say. And then I I got I honestly looked at something on my arm, and I was like, is that a pimple? It was the pajara. Oh, Pajara, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Every Sorry. Team needs a Pajara. Sorry, social smoker. I thought Renshaw was a bit of a Pajara, wasn't he? He was like the, the just sort of sits there and just dead basically at the end. I like Pajara if he was Australian, you know? I'd be happy. With, we do need a Pajara. We haven't had a Pajara for a while. When it's, I'm surprised he's a three. He's not a, he's not a classic three. He scores slow as fuck. But he's essentially a third opener because he just... He just, he just sits there and deletes lacquer off. Yeah, oh my god, bro. The, the the ball has zero zero lacquer. Yeah. Once Pajara's done with the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably the greatest remover of lacquer on a cricket ball of all time. Now certainly living. Living. That is alive today. Uh and maybe Renshaw. I th- I remember Renshaw being a, a, a remover of lacquer when he batted. Fucking like Dior. Dior it, but I did. And then what What was the final thing from the social smoker? Oh, moving. What's good in takeaway? I mean, bro, if you need to be told what's good in takeaway, you've got some big, big problems because 
everything's still good in takeaway. The world today allows everything to be takeawayable. So if you like it, you can get it. You live in a golden age of takeaway. Golden age. Of, we're in the golden age of takeaway. That's exactly it, Dave. You can get whatever you want. Whatever you want to your house. Now, I think what you need to do is ask yourself, what do I like? Yeah. And then get that. I, I can't get KFC at the moment, which has annoyed me. Oh, really? Why not? I'm, I've, I've, I'm, I'm outside the KFC zone, mate. It's fucking infuriating. I'm like, there's one at Bowgal. It's not that far away. Like, surely that's in the zone. There's one at St. Leonard's. It's like, it's close. You know what I mean? St. Leonard's is not close. Yeah, but like, it's close enough. It's no. fucking five minutes, 10 minutes. It's, it's, it's don't got you, me. Don't you lie to the drivers? Don't I, you like. I was them. in, and then I used to. Did I tell you I used to yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah, When I lived in Bellevue Hill, nothing was available after like 12 o'clock when I'm like, I'd got home and I'm pissed and I want to get a feed. So I'd order it to like Double Bay and then I'd call the fucking guy and be like, I'm actually in Bellevue Hill. I'll pay you extra if you come up here. And sometimes they'd do it and sometimes they'd the food would get lost. But, you know, you got to risk it for the biscuit. For the biscuit. I think now with the tipping function, couldn't you just be like, hey, I know I said Double Bay, but I'll tip you 10 bucks. If you come, well, exactly right. Or oh, I haven't had to do it for a while, but I could, I should move it for KFC, and yeah. I probably will. Because you're, I mean, you're the you're the king of KFC. Did I get it yesterday on the way home? Yep, I did. I got a did wrap and roll on Monday night. There's oh, a place in Bondi, nice. wrap, yeah, and roll, wrap and roll, mate. Wrap and roll, wrap and roll is great, dude. For the schnitzel the wraps, this. that's so it. Good. They do a good falafel wrap as well. Yeah, I just got back absolutely cooked off my nuna and Ooh. wrap and rolled it. It was fantastic. And they're always open to like two or three yeah, or something. They're so a great so one. For that. Basically, you can get anything on, you know, takeaway now. Yeah, so yeah. fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how else to answer that. Do your own research. Yeah. Tom, Ed, Punters, Dribblers. Dior, lads, how good was the game last night? I know you boys are hearing right now. But, um, lads, I'm stoked. That was a great result. That was a great result for New Zealand. Because you know what this means? You guys can't lose a game in South Africa. And if you do, we go straight through to the World Championship final. Didn't know that. And if we do that, we'll be playing India in the final. And we've been bashing India for a couple of years. So we might as well just skip the World Test Championship to New Zealand sports, guys. Love your work. Look, it's a bold call. It's a bold call. I tell you what, if it can't be us, then New Zealand. Yeah, 100%. I go along with that. We're obligated to, Tom. Well, you know what I mean? We are We are also of the Aotearoa fan. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Australia, our number one. We've got Kiwi blood. we got Kiwi blood. It flows through our veins. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. But if Australia can't win, then our brothers across the Tasman, our little brothers, mm. you know. Give it to little bro. That's fine. Mate, it it's like, bro. you know what I mean? If, it, if not me, then little bro. Give it a little bro. Happy to give it a little bro, if not us. But I also think that there's a good chance we go to South Africa and we win every test. Yeah, and I also think that New Zealand, respectfully, there's a good chance that if you go and play India in fucking... England, they beat the piss out of you. Yeah, great chance. Great chance. Yeah. I think India still have to beat England at least two or three times in their series to make it as well. Yeah, and then if England make it, then you'll definitely get the shit kicked out of you in your, their conditions. Um, but let's continue. Tom, Eddie, Dior, P's and D's. Long-time dribbler, first-time caller. I wanted to follow up on the Gabba Pitch conversation from this week's podcast and add one more thing. We've seen this summer a Melbourne pitch that has come back to life and a Gabba pitch that 
wasn't its normal self, as well as January weather and the groundsman, as you rightly pointed out, who should be flogged. Another factor this year is that most of the AFL was played in Queensland, so there were more games played on the Gabri, including the grand final itself. Mm-hmm. Hence, in your role as Minister for Sport, can you please shut down the beta sport that is AFL for the good of Test cricket? Thank you. Be soon. That's a great point. That is a good That's point. a fucking good point. Jeez, mm. I hadn't thought about that, Tom. No. It was a later grand final. It was at the Gabba. Uh, and they chewed up the, the pitch. They chewed up the pitch, clopping around like a bunch of bloody... We missed that. And that's a great point. He's come back with a second dribble. Okay. Tom, Eddie, Dior, P's and D's, back for a double dribble. As a lover of God's summer game, my perception is that we've had a lot of heartbreaking, narrow losses over the years. So I went to Creek Info and checked out the stats. As a more advanced dribbler than yourselves, Tom and Eddie, let alone Junior Dior, uh, my memories of watching Test Cricket goes back to the 80s. Um, So in the last 40 years, Australia has had no Test wins by one wicket, but we've had four Test losses. Most recently, Ben Stokes of Headingley 2019 and Test Documentary fame. And for runs in the same 40-year period, for tests decided by a 21-20-run margin or less, we've had one test win and 11 test losses. So the pain we're all feeling right now is actually apparently part of our DNA in Australian cricket. We happily and often win by wide margins, but when it gets sticky... We lose the tight ones. Uh, any help and remediation of this sad fact uh, from your good selves would be much appreciated. Be soon. I like this bloke. I don't like him. But I like him. But I like him. Yeah. I like where his head's at. He yeah. thinks he's thinking outside the box. Yeah. Which and is what coming, we need sometimes. And he's backing him. He's backing everything up with like facts, figures, numbers. Facts, figures. Look, I, I, t- quant models and shit. We've always liked pumping people. We've always liked pumping people. Yeah. But to hear us lose the tight ones stings a little because it means that your backbone not necessarily up to the rigours of, you know, the tight contest. Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow. I like this stats, man, though. I, I, would, I would encourage you to continue ringing up with interesting stats like this. In fact, you know, don't... And, I mean, they better be interesting because if they're not, mm. you know, but... You know, no, but I wouldn't. I don't even think we need to preface that because he's, he's, he's he been pretty like fucking he good. He knows. What, he's a, that's a fucking. That's that's just good. Uh, like not only initiative to go do it yourself, but let's look at that. Like the th- the stats he was searching for, and the information gleaned from those stats was damning. Yep. Let's move the fuck on. <laughs> Tom, Eddie, and D or Dave, you turncoat. Still celebrating that Indian win, mate. Uh, yeah. Anyway, boys, I'm just. Questions. I just want to touch on. Oh, it's Fletcher Schofield. Sorry, I probably should have said that first. I'm just. Um, I'm the one that you called out regarding the uh, dribble, re the sprinter. Um, look, I didn't do my own research. I'm my, I'm my own worst enemy. I can admit that. No worries. Um, I just wanted to clear my name. That's all. Um, yeah. Look. Stupid of me not to do my own research. Uh, stupid of me, very stupid of me. I'm going to hang my head in shame now. Um, and admittedly, I'd had a few blokes when I'd uh, down my throat when I um, sent that through to you. But anyway, um, see you soon, boys. Hope you're all well. Um, 
except you, D or Dave. I hope you fucking. I hope you crash and burn, brother. Anyway, Jesus see ya. Bye. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Look, Fletcher. You know, it, we weren't calling you out because we don't like you. We're calling you out because you know. Because you, you're a dickhead. Because you sometimes could have your better. You just, yeah, yeah, you said, and listen, for someone who Dior'd so poorly to then take shots at the, the Mr. Dior over here, mm. I mean. Yeah, it doesn't really add up. It doesn't sit well with us. But yeah, look, you don't know what you're talking about, and that was evident, and that's fine. Bloke induced stupidity is, you know, that's the best kind. So, uh, <laughs> play on Fletch. So I'm Eddie, Punners and the Dribblers. It's the Kick and Two Dribbler, dribbling in. Uh, boys, I've, it's the end of silly season and I've uh, gone and done something a little silly. Would I love to know your thoughts. I've never played golf in my life. Never, ever played a game. And um, yesterday, a couple of boys from school invited me down to the Hunter Valley uh, to play nine holes of Cessnock's finest. Uh, Cessnock, obviously, of Andrew John's Cessnock Goanna fame. Anyway, uh, first game of golf, as you can probably word. imagine, a lot of fun, a lot of, lot, of, lot of swinging, a lot of missing, a lot of, lot of not getting much, but, you know, just kind of enjoyed the day. It was a, just a good day all around, a couple of carts, a couple of beers. Anyway, boys, we've ended up back at the clubhouse and um, look, a couple of refreshments after the day and a couple of refreshments turned into a few uh, bin badge and reds and um, the boys are gassing me up. They're telling me, mate, come on, mate, buy some clubs, buy some clubs. You know, you'll love the sport, buy some clubs. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to buy any clubs. I'm not going to buy any clubs. Anyway, I've woken up this morning and I'm pretty dusty. I uh, looked at my uh, emails and it turns out I've spent $800 <laughs> on a brand new set of beginner clubs. Uh, sometime on the walk home last night, I've, I've gone and bought them. It was it was bloody stupid. I, I can't afford them. I'm on JobKeeper. Um, <laughs> you know, that's pretty much my... My, my weekly wage gone. So I just wanted to know, boys, what's the dumbest thing you've ever bought that you wish you didn't? And uh, secondly, any P's and D's want to get a lovely set of golf clubs are going to go on Gumtree pretty soon. Uh, anyway, boys, beer soon, kicking tea soon. So root. That's fucking hilarious. That is fucking hilarious. Stupid shit I bought. I don't know if I've bought anything that's stupid, to be honest. I've sold some dumb shit. I sold my car for fucking 200 bucks. To the wreckers. And you, like, wasn't that only because you kept getting heaps of parking tickets? I kept getting parking tickets and I just fuel. didn't drive it that much. I was broke as fuck and I sold it for like 200 bucks. You could have at least got like three, four grand for it. <laughs> That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever done. And it just made me feel like a spoiled piece of shit. I was like, because my, like, my old man basically bought it for the car for my sister and myself and my brother. Like, we all sort of used it. I may have even said this on the podcast before. I was like, that was... I look back at that and go, like, you fucking spoiled piece of shit. But I did have a good night. R.I.P. Ronnie Bergs. R.I.P. The Maroon Fairmont Gear. I don't know. Nothing's coming to me immediately. G'day, Tom, Eddie, D or Dave, punters, and the dribblers. Just checking in from uh, good old Byron Bay. Um... Seen lots of uh, wannabe influencers shooting their shot, myself included. Just wondering, what is the most touristy thing you've done on a holiday? Uh, be soon, more followers soon, and uh, rigged elections never. Cheers. Did a bus tour. Where? Barcelona. We hopped off early. It was awful. 
Oh, is that the ones around where you just like get on the bus and you wear the headphones and awful. cruise around? Yeah, I did that as well. Awful. Hated it. It was so hot. So, dude, Barcelona gets fucking hot. Fucking hot. Did you see the dude that had the tattooed dick, the huge tattooed dick, and he'd walk up and down the La Rambla, sort of the fuck it is? No. Bros, he had a tattoo of an of like elephant's ears on the side, and then obviously the trunk was his... Was his cock. Was his cock, and trunk it was. Like, it was like, holy shit. And his whole thing was he'd just walk up and down the promenade, just nude. With his hog out. Full play, like, respect to the man. It was soft trunk as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hearing you. Well, it have to be, right? Well, legally, probably, yeah. Well, I mean, just like... <laughs> To get the tattoo, to back yourself to that to that end, you'd you'd want to be a, a big fucking. Oh yeah, it'd have to be a monster. But I mean, like, yeah, a soft, a soft monster. monster. Yeah, a soft monster, and it was. A Otherwise, soft... it looks a bit. Doesn't look like a, an elephant. An elephant. No. no, well, it looks like an elephant. Maybe sort of like trying to throw sh- sh- like a warning sound. You know, like, get away from me. Sure. That'd be it, though, right? Yeah. Um, or like Mr. Squiggle. The man from the moon. The man from the moon. Of the man from the moon fame. Uh, most touristy thing I've ever done. What else have I done? Uh, I bought a fedora in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bing Tang's in fucking Bali. Bing Tang's and fedoras in Thailand or Bali or one of those. I got Bali belly on a on a plane. That was pretty touristy. Ooh. That's about it for me. Yeah, same. Uh, g'day, Kurt from Charleville here. Found this number in a dunny asking if I was interested in P's and D's, and sure, I suppose I am. I'll try anything twice. Now, I'm more of a league man, but since it's summer, I'll tune in the cricket as a quite fancy old bat and ball. Now, just wanted to let you know that that mockumentary, The Test, was pure PR. Now, coming from me, I know quality TV production, and I, when I see it, that shit's fake. There was a director present, and there was numerous takes of certain scenes. Tim Payne is no more than an actor. Uh, the sooner they reinstate Smudge as captain, the sooner Australia starts winning again, and every other cunt re-hates us. Okay. Oh, well. So anyway, it's getting hot up here. I'm off for a hose. Dude, I love a tinfoil hat. I think, mate, conspiracy theories are what the world go, makes the world yeah. go around sometimes. Look, the, what I would say to that is Tim Payne has one series. Yeah, well, of course he has. So, you know, And we've retained the Ashes, which we haven't done in England for a long yeah, time. A long Since time. 2001, one, I think. So, so I mean, like, you know, you can't say it was all directed. Now, listen, have we sold out of tinfoil hats in the online store? We have, but that doesn't mean we aren't getting more made. They are coming, uh, but you've certainly been awarded one. Uh, and we've talked about captaincy and shit, but to think that the test was a hoax or a fucking TV production. Look, I can't go. Obviously, it's a TV production because it's being made for a fucking like. Of course, it's a production, but you... I can't go. I think I think the essence of it was was all reality, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go along with mockumentary. Will I go along with some scenes reshot? Potentially. Sure. Sure, not, sort of agree. Yeah, but not like T Pain coming in and going like. No, not like lost. do that again. No. Like be more of an alpha, more like oh the audio fucked up, or you stood in front of the camera. Yeah, but I think it would only be like ones where it was like if Tim Payne comes in after we lose to Ben Sto- like Ben Stokes in England, and he's going like fucking we'll get over it. Like that speech he has, that rousing speech, that was not reshot. 
You know what I mean? Like that was Tim saying it. Camera was there. He didn't give a shit, and he just ripped for his country and then went off. That wasn't racial. That was that was real. Anyway, good dribble. G'day boys, Chip and Chase dribbler here. Um, Long time dribbler, first time dribbler on the hotline. And I see you, Bathurst. Represent Cone Rhetoric soon, Mushy Cap soon, Vale DK Pool Club, also Vale, one of the greatest coaches of all time, Les. Now, I just wanted to call and go through a quick brushes of, with Lane that I've had. Um, so, also disregard everything I said before, future employers. Um, so, I was working in a hospital uh, in the Shire, went to see a bloke to do some exercises with him, walked in, introduced myself and what I was there to do, said we need to do some exercise to get him up and out of hospital. Pretty much told me to get fucked. Said he's been training his whole life, doesn't need someone like me to help him, and had to go on my haircut and wouldn't give me a bath. So, went and spoke to the nurse looking after him. Said, geez, he's a bit of work. He said, yeah, he's fucking pretty sure he used to be good at footy, so he reckons he's hot shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, checked his name on the board, and it was, last name was Rigginson. I was like, there's no fucking way. So, I rushed back into his room and I asked if I was in relation to Luke Rigginson, you know, captain of my childhood, Sydney Roosters. Anyway, rushed into the room. The old fella's there, in there about to get wheeled out to lunch at the cafe. Bloke is pushing this fucking Luke Rickardson, salt and pepper throbber. Fucking childhood hero in front of my eyes. And before I could say anything, he said, hey, are you the physio looking after my dad? And I said, yeah, mate, it's me. And he, and he goes, yeah, oh, just wanted to say thanks so much for looking after my dad. And he stuck out his hand to shake mine and... Boys, I grabbed that cunt's hand so fucking hard. And I, was, I said, mate, your dad has been a great patient. Hey, what a delight. What a great bloke. So, yeah, so I just wanted to pass that through. Have I completely enabled this entitled old man? Yes, I have. But was it worth it? Fucking oath it was. Cheers, boys. Be you soon. Shout out to Granddad Rickardson, eh? He's, got another, he's got another dribble. Oh, shorter geez. one there. Another one. I feel like he did. Hey, boys. Chip and Chase Dribbler calling through with my allotted quick second dribble. Um, bit of a polarizing question from your younger days. Um, so, when you used to go to the shops with your parents, the supermarket, and you'd go to the deli and they'd buy, you know, buy some hot dogs to take home, some thin franks, did you ever just fucking get one out of the packet and start eating it as you were walking around the supermarket? You mean, did I eat you Frankfurt's? Know, for, for me, I thought that yeah. was really normal and a delicious thing to do, yep. but I've been called a bit of a sicko by my mates since bringing it up. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts yeah, on that. A couple cooked, of thin dude. Franks um, out of the deli when you're shopping. Mate, I'll fucking do that. I uh, also wanted to shout out the Glory Glory Dribbler, who turned down a couple of day four Sydney members' tickets uh, to get a, quote, sick chest pump. Beer soon, Kings. Keep up the good work. Mate, I don't know, like, in Dubbo... Every man and his dog was sitting in the trolley gnawing on Frankfurt. Yeah, that's or how that, sticks. That's how your parents got you to shut up while you were shopping. Yeah, have a Frankfurt, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's not. That's play on. That's play on. And for, to you, to your elitist mates who are trying to make you feel bad for it, get some new mates. Those guys are fucks. Yeah, they're not worth your time. They don't know what they're talking about. They've got no perspective. Those who make you cry aren't worth your tears, and those that are worth your tears will never make you cry. Give them a Frankfurt and a trolley, and they'll change their tune pretty quickly. Yeah. Mr. Tom, Mr. Eddie, E.R. Dave, the punters, and the dribblers. I was just wondering if you could uh, give a shout-out to the Average Joes this weekend on the podcast. Uh, we're uh, uh, an average cricket team playing in an average cricket carnival this weekend. 
we'd be doing our best, but we don't know how we'll go. And, um, yeah, I was just wondering if you'd give a shout-out. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Shout-out to the average Joes. Be a Hopefully, look, you may have already played. Yeah, don't know, but shout-out to the average Joes. Good luck. If you've already played, I hope you Commiserations. Won. Yeah, commiserations. You've already lost. Um, let's move on. Don Eddie, Hunters and Dribblers, last dribbler here. Love the new intro. Um, a bit longer than the one before, but I forgot my train of thought almost, but loved it. Um, quick one for you, just up early on the way to work, listening to smooth sounds of Gold FM, and uh, heard a song I hadn't heard in a long time, um, Limp Biscuit, their, their cover of Behind Blue Eyes, uh, reminded me of my high school days, and Got me thinking, throw it out there for the P's and D's. Shit is covers by a new metal or rock bands of classic rock songs. A um, couple that come to mind for me, Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Yes. Um, although that Top of the list. go off at you know, a high school house party to get people to dance for. Uh, a good one, probably that Marilyn Manson cover of... Um, uh, what was it, that fucking Eurythmic song, I think. I can't remember. It's a good one, though, I remember. But, yeah, anyway, throw it out there for the P's and D's. Got any ideas? It's almost impossible to go past that. was the height of dribble. That was the height of dribble. Again, though, he's right, it was a slapper. Like, it was a fucking, we got around it. Fucking oath we got around it, mate. I think I had the single. Yeah, I also I also very much got around behind Blue Eyes Limp Biscuit. When it came out, I thought, because obviously I was young at the time, not realizing who the who were. I was like, holy shit, this fucking crazy new direction for Limp Biscuit. And then my <laughs> mate was like, no, nah, dude, that's a who song. And I'm like, fuck off. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, my dad listens to the who, it's a who song. I had a bet with him that it wasn't. And he's like, well, there you go. And I'm like, that was the dumbest fucking bit of a match. Who did Jay Z do that? Um, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Mm. But what was that cover of? Wasn't that, that, wasn't, no, a, that wasn't that was a cover. cover. That was yeah, a, a Can I get an encore? <laughs> do you <laughs> want more? more? <laughs> Cook and roll with the. That was odd. But it was dope. It was sick. And so was Linkin Park. Yeah, Linkin Park were good. R.I.P. Chester Beddingfield. Beddington. Beddington. Be- Bennington. Chester Bennington. 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 Thanks, Dior. Limp Biscuit also did a cover of Faith, the George Michael oh, song. Oh, that's true. And that was very much more in the Limp Biscuit mold. But that was like one of that was early days. I loved that one as well. That was aggressive. It's funny. Like when you hear the sound, like that fucking Limp Biscuit, like as a 10-year-old, I was listening to that shit and I frothed it. But like, if I saw my ten-year-old son getting into like, like one of the like some of those Olympic songs are just fucking, pretty out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> break your fucking face tonight. I'm like, if I'm sitting my ten-year-old son being like jacked up to that yeah, shit, just a like, phase. Did it all for the nookie. Phase. Did it? Yeah, but you'd be going. But also, yeah, you'd be going like, you fucking ten-year-old yeah. dickhead. You didn't even yeah. know what the fuck you're singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all part of it. All part of it. Good dribble. We move on. We're drowning in dribble here. Yeah, we are. There's so much dribble. Hey lads, the shy dribbler here, just up in sunny Mooloolabar in Queensland. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Wallaby Shorts dribbler who uh, gave me the tip of the hat this morning on the on the morning walk. Much appreciated, mate. Oh, you got a tip. Good. That's good. Oh, yeah, another quick shout out to the Dolphin dribbler and also to the, the real Bondi dribbler. See you soon, boys. Like that. Like, like to hear that. it's taken on. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah, um, g'day. Um, so my whole point, yeah, Jiggler, Hotline, Dwyer, um, don't you think Colin DeGrom is exactly like a fucking dad? Also, 
Who's Colin? Degrom. Degrom in like English means big dad. So he is obviously the big dad. Uh, get on it. Maddie, what do you to say? Absolutely nothing. Oh, the really tall bloke. Go to the first one. He does look like a dad. Yeah, he looks mm. like a dad. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Looks like someone's old man. Yeah. Looks like he'd have a good handshake. Yeah, real, well, not a good handshake, an overpowering handshake. Mm. Yeah, like he'd squeeze your hand and you'd yeah. walk away going, fuck, Yeah, yeah, intense. yeah. You'd have to come bring your A game. Yeah. Because that's what you know. That You know a dad, like you know a dad, a dad's dad is when you shake the hand and you. if you don't bring your A game, they're going to crush every they're fucking They're going to crush bone. your fucking bones. And they're going to get enjoyment out of it. Yeah. They're looking for it. Well, but it's not, it's, I don't even know if they are. I think it's more just like that's what they have. But I think they go in and then they quickly realize that maybe. I've got an absolute like. You've got a beater on your hands yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe I maybe I will go to my way to crush his Two hand. dads come to mind for me that have got phenomenal handshakes. Uh, Sam Carter of Rugby World Cup Hero fame. His dad, Dave. One of the great handshakes, and every time I shake that motherfucker's hand, I have to go in with the same intensity to try and match him. Never have matched him. Never have I come out on top. He's got hands like fucking dinner plates, like dinner plates, like gorilla hands. And he's a hard worker. He's a farmer, right? So you're like the hands just tell Tough. the tale. He feels my beater ass hands soft, yep. soft as baby asses. <laughs> yep. And then also a uh, friend of the show, Josh Ellis Flint, his father Scott uh, also has one of the great handshakes on him, and. His one also requires you to have really good, like, shoulder, probably oblique yep. strength as well. you got to keep your elbow tucked and your fucking arm in because yep. you try and pull it out of its socket. Yep. Unintentionally. Again, a lovely human being, but one of the great handshakes on him. So shout out to Josh, uh, to Scott, to yep. Sam, yep. And, to, and to Dave. Yep. Handshake soon. Agreed. Um, this next dribble, it's a double, and they're both over two minutes long. Nah. nah. You know the rules. You know the rules. And it was at like 1.30 a.m. So they know the rules. I can't imagine it was going to be good. YKTR, bro. Uh, yeah, Tom and Eddie, long-time listener, first-time caller. Look, it's a short dribble. All I've got to say is, fuck the old Dave. Sick of his fucking shit. Oh, I go for Melbourne. I go for Queensland. Mate, you're born in South Africa and you fucking <laughs> live in New South Wales. South Africa, you Go get fucked, wanker. Anyway, love your work, boys. Tom He's and Eddie, legend. Man. The old Dave, get man. fucked. Yeah, listen. Benville Bomber, out. Uh, listen, I'm going to say this. That that was just a mean dribble. Yeah, it was mean. That, I mean, like, that wasn't really creative. That wasn't really. Well, Firstly, it was poorly Dior. It was poorly Dior. He's born in Ramwick. Now, is he a turncoat? Yes. But to just call and say, fuck you, you wanker. And then not have the correct facts. I'm. I mean, listen. We're all for you calling and you know saying whatever you want to any of us. But if you don't have it backed up by fact, and you just then you sound like a fucking idiot. You got to come correct. Yeah. It's, you got yeah. to come correct. It's good to know I'm living rent free in the heads of the punters and dribblers. You in, are in the off season. You are. Dave certainly taking up a lot of space in some dribblers' oh, heads. That guy baby. might be the most, mate. <laughs> People are going to bed fucking thinking about you, bro. Yeah. He sounded genuinely angry. Yeah, like, he did sound like, pissed off. That's it, what I like, mean. I kind of like, ruined his shit, day dude. by not being there. That was like, you've just called up purely to rip Dave on that one. That was wild. That was wild. What time did he send it? Uh, that was at like 2.30 or something. In the morning? In the Arvo. Um, hang on, let me see. Both times are embarrassing. 2.13 a.m. Weird. Yeah. He's going to bed. He's like, oh, you know I've what? got to call I, him. I'd, sl- I'd sleep a lot better if I just... If fucking... I can just rip the shit through yeah. Dior. Okay, sure. Weird one. 
Hey, Tom Haiti, uh, son of Smiko fame here, also the son that uh, posted the video of uh, him doing a snorkel on Christmas Day. Just thought I'd bring up the fact that um, the constant disappointment we have towards Australian uh, sport video game. Uh, it's come a common thread that Big Ant Studios uh, take the lead on those, and God, I miss EA Sports Rugby 08. Um, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that I think Big Ant Studios should uh, either get get rid of them or pick up their game because there's been a, a lack in just goodness of, from that. So uh, thanks for that. Uh, See you soon, EA Sports 2005 rugby. Hopefully, uh, again. Uh, thanks. Very well said. Um, shout out to Schmicko and son of Schmicko. Uh, Look, we all miss the rugby games. But like EA Sports, unmatched in terms of producing games, and like no disrespect to the rugby league games, but they are all pretty fucking horseshit. And you're like, why the fuck isn't? I mean, I guess EA Sports is like there is no value for us wasting our time right that's well look if you made it no there's no market for them there's no market for them unfortunately rugby 08 was it went out on a high and 06 rugby 06 was the first where i first fell in love with it went but rugby 06 rugby 08 rugby get a bit rugby league one rugby league one rugby league one all the rugby league games they've still been fun i still play them because i love rugby league and nothing will change that but they were shit games. I also would have thought it's cricket EA Sports. Like it's a that's a global game. Why wouldn't you fucking pour your money into a cricket game? All they do now is FIFA and fucking NFL. Madden and Madden, yeah. Like, NBA. Even two K dominates. No, they don't do NBA now. Two K just dominate them. They do Madden and fucking FIFA. I think they tried to do a Rory McIlroy game, which flopped because it wasn't Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like they might have even brought back Tiger. I think it was Masters. Tiger Masters after he won it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. Look, I'm with you, bro. Mm, they got UFC as well. Yes, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's the that's one. good. Sweet. Good point. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters, and the dribblers. Big dog dribbler here again. Uh, basically, just kicking back. I had pretty cooked after old Conor McGregor got fed his fucking lunch. Uh, watching a bit of races. Anyway, we're balls to the wall on the spirits here. Uh, what's your uh, favourite poison on the uh, dark spirits, light spirits, whatever, you know? We're um, doubling a bit of Gelman Jack, I think, here at the moment. Anyway, spirits team, boys. Uh, fucking line it up. Uh, look, I'm a, I don't mind a bit of a whiskey or a, or a rumbo. What's that rum you got us the other day, Dave? The plantation pineapple. That was really nice. Really rum. nice mm. stuff. I've been I sipping that. on that for a while. So Shout that's... out to Dior for the yeah. for the great Chrissy present. Yeah. I've been sipping on it too. I've been loving it. Yeah, I got rid of most of it on holidays, but there's a little bit left. Yeah, mm. I've got a tiny bit left. Mate, I'll drink fucking anything really. Gin. Yep. Scotch. Tequila. Whiskey. Tequila. Love tequila. Yeah. Rum. I'll drink it all. Whatever's going, bro. Yeah, whatever's going. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I, I walk not. into a fucking, I walk into a liquor store and go, shit, maybe I'll get some fucking. Tell you what, I'll never have. Sambuca. If you like, like Sambuca, fuck. Remember that shit? No. Oh, disgusting, God. dude. Mate, disgusting. I, I can't have Jaeger anymore. Nah, fuck. A Jaeger was fun. I haven't had a Jaeger bomb in a long time. No, and I don't need to. 
because I'm Fuck, where was the last Jager bomb you had? Holy shit. Mm, mate, probably when I was like 23. Uh, but not against it, just just not for me anymore. Just um, not that into it. Anyway, I think that's it. That's it. Uh, Tom, Eddie, Bunners, Dribblers, Brushes with Lame here. The, uh, the plus size dribbler. Um, just at the fucking Gold Coast and ran into Nick Cummins and we, we got dribbling about fucking shady undies. And I said, mate, if I'm being honest, um, they they wear and tear holes in the gooch. And he said, mate, you need to go up the size. And I said, can't, I'm already at fucking maximum size XL. And then he said, well, you better go back to fucking Bonds. So what size are you in undies and do you wear tradies? Anyways, uh, holes in the gooch, never. Uh, bed shit soon. Bye. Uh, I'm probably about an XL in the undies. I don't actually know. I'm a large. Off the top of my head. Yeah. If you're a large, I'm definitely an XL. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but like undies, I feel like, I mean, if you want to talk planned obsolescence, undies aren't made to last. Undies are made for like a good time, not a long time, right? Yeah. Like, so if you're getting holes in the gooch. They, mate, they, they're, they're, they've got one of the toughest jobs in... In the fabric game. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, they've got the toughest job. They go the, They literally go the big lift. Can you imagine being a pair of undies and seeing some fat pig walk up? And oh you're, a pe- you're the undies. You're going, oh, not you, bro. Not please. you, bro. Please. please. Sweaty as fuck. Chafe everywhere. This. Dead skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball you're sweat. Hairy. Hairy fucking, fucking disgusting setup down there. Yeah. Like, and now mate, I've got to go sit on your cock and asshole. I'd say, like, to, to you know. I think undies undervalued, underrespected, underrespected, underpraised, underloved. Yeah, shout out to undies. Shout out to undies everywhere because God knows you've got it tough. Yeah, you probably got the toughest job in the game. Toughest job in town. Now, some undies might like. There are some undies that luck out, right? Like, oh, here you go. I've got bloody Pat Cummins coming picking me up, and now I just get to go and. But that's like anything. Yeah. Obviously, some undies luck out. Yeah. Most of them don't. Most of them don't. You know, or like, here we go, I'm a pair of undies. And it's like, oh, here, Miranda Kerr's walking like, in. You're like, yeah. wow, this is, what, yeah. a, what a day. Like some people are billionaires, but not many of us. Not many of us, no. Um, so look, yeah, shout out to the, to the undies of the world. doing doing the Go on the big lift. Go on the big lift. Congratulations. Um, no, we don't wear tradies. If they want to get in touch, maybe we will. Maybe we will. But at this point, never touching them. No. G'day, boys. Uh, Shorty here. Down from Victoria. Just want to let my thoughts known about Conor McGregor. If you've believed his hype since 2016, you're a dead set cunt. Because let's be let's be serious. So since 2000, whenever the fuck he fought, maybe 17 when he fought fucking Mayweather, four fights, three losses, one win against. Cerrone, who's a punch-drunk cunt. Um, just give it up, cunt. Seriously. You're no good, and anyone who likes him is also a cunt. But I love you anyway. Beers soon. Connor, fuck you. I think at this point we'll take that as a, as a statement. Yeah, take that as a statement. Um, it's very easy for him to call up and abuse McGregor after a loss, though, isn't it? Oh, it is. Look, it is. But I feel, I feel like we've covered that well and yeah, sure we've at the start that. of the show. Yeah. Kool-Aid, been drunk. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's five o'clock somewhere, Doodle here. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, now, I'm not usually one for conspiracy theories. 
However, I've ran into a recurring theme that I'm not sure everyone has picked up on in the latest televised cricket. So twice during the White Bulls game, White Ball games against India a few months back, Hardik Pandya changed his bat for no reason and magically started hitting big, juicy bombs. Sure. Sure, dude. Uh, hey, uh, if this is a... If if the, if just, it, yeah, this was fucking like, what, 2020? Is that what you're talking about? You're taking us back to 2021 days before the test series started when Hardik Pandya changed his bat? He is, isn't he? That is us back to the twenty. The, that is one of the most. He's taking it back to the one. The one day. Yeah. No, bros. I'm sorry. I can't. Sorry. Go, I can't go back that far. I'm not even going to fucking mention. I'm not going to even like. I'm not going nah, back that. I'm not, not going back it. that far. I'm not going back that far. Is that the can? What did you notice? After fifty dribbles to to get that to get that. Good that's boy. maddening. That's the biggest. That's might be the dumbest dribble of all time. Except one guy who called up and complained about the Raiders losing the grand final literally over a year after the grand yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. Other they're, than right, that, they're right up. They're top three. Those are the two dumbest jewels. Oh, yeah. Punters, dribblers, Tom, Eddie, Dave, you fucking wanker. Mate, we're having a stellar time here in the vestibule of a V set, of a Sydney Trains V set. There's been a serious amount of smashed glass being, you know, ameliorated by a bunch of drunk beaches in uh, this vestibule. So what I what I mostly want to have a chat about is Azalea Banks. No, there there's been nowhere near enough Azalea content on the podcast thus far, and. That's frankly unacceptable, fellas. It's frankly unacceptable. You know, Azalea has done the hard lift over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, for, for anybody who's not aware, what Azalea has done, she has exhumed her deceased cat and boiled the carcass of said dead cat in a bucket of fucking bleach. You know, she has exhumed her dead cat and she has put it in a bucket of bleach to get herself a set of new earrings. And, you know, like, you know, that's fair play. That's fair play. You know, she she's done well is, there. Is this true? But what, what I want to know, Tom, Eddie, Dave... Yeah. Is is there a fella, is there a bloke who has done what Azalea has done over the past few years? Is, is there a someone who is that washed up who has done what Azalea has done? Who has, you know, not, not quite bleached their dead cat, but done something similar? You know, if, if you can think of anybody who has done the, the hard lift, as Azalea has done, you know... Tim Ahatia. And uh, shout out to the bloke that I saw at Kudji the other day donning the uh, PND's cap. Mate, you've done it. Well done. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Enjoy. That was as bizarre as it gets to finish off, but I feel like that's appropriate. Um, 
So Azalea Banks has boiled her dead cat that she dug up to bleach it down to just some bones to make earrings. Is that the... Well, it's from the article I'm seeing here, it doesn't say to make earrings, but it was some sort of witchcrafty satanic ritual. Her cat was named Lucifer, and apparently she was like burning the bones and like doing some sort of uh, ritualistic shit. So Cool. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean... Sure. Pretty fucking strange. Very weird. Um, the cat skull is seen alongside a bottle of champagne. Uh, burning would also appears to the bones. Yeah, okay. Um, also brews a cup of tea in which she describes as the serval serve. Um, yeah. I don't know what to make of it. No, I don't know of anyone else that's done that to a cat. No. No I've done anything similarly weird. <laughs> That's just pretty weird. Yeah, it's just a very weird and non-sporting related story, but I see how he's tried to put a sports spin on it, at least in the question. Um, thanks for the call, man. Thank you for the call. Thank you all for the calls. Shout out to Peter Volandis, St. Peter Volandis. Shout out to Kelly Slater. Um, but I think that's us. Peace soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?